What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Holy Show him crap. your t-shirt. He's wearing hey, what's up? it. Show it's the t-shirt. Available Man. at GameFunny.com slash store. It feels good. Yeah, it feels like it's of a higher feels... quality print. You look, oh, look at the flexing. Now make your turn to the camera and make your boobies dance in it. Sneaky, sneaky. It feels good. Damn. Okay, the pure one, Tim Gettys. I'm just in love with this. Now you do that. I love. I can't do that. No. I'm gonna teach y'all how to do it. No, it's hard. It, you just it told hurts. me you're like use your pedal muscles. I'm like, can oh. we do it? There it is. Look at it. They're going. There's like a slow, deliberate rhythm to the way he was doing it. And of course, here the okay. Pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Go Islanders. Uh, go Islanders. I haven't been on the show. I, I almost forgot how to do this show at this point. You've been gone a long time. I think you did two episodes. Of that. Welcome home. Thank you. Yeah, we did uh, what? We did Anthony Carboni's episode, and we did uh, Lauren Lanning's episode, and then we did both them. It was weird. I like it. Was a rigmarole. It's good to be back. You went to Iceland. I went to Iceland. You yeah. went to Boston. You went to New York. Yeah, it was in New York, Boston, and Iceland, yeah. Now, Colin, have you met Lauren yet? Lauren Lanning? No, not in person. You and he would have a lot to discuss. It would be a fascinating oh, yeah, human no, uh, We got to get him back. He is a fascinating human being. He's he's definitely been known as one of the brains, I think, in the games industry, yeah. like in terms of the development side for quite a while. You that should one, watch the episode about the uh, um, Burning Man. Oh yeah, well, he's crazy. He's nuts. Oh, I in a great it. way, in like a G, in like a crazy like <laughs> a fox kind of way. We should have you <laughs> and him. You and sh- you should do a one on one with him. We, we should. Oh, podcast we really should. Because I feel like it would be four hours, and you guys would be fascinating. You would yeah. learn something. I'm sure I would. I like learning. I got it. It's yeah. impossible for Con to learn anything else. He knows everything. Well, they would both learn something. I feel like they both know that it's impossible. Then they, they so if they brought, if they came together, they would just have all the knowledge in the world between either that or we would come back and they would both be shut ins. With like, like they would barricade themselves in and just completely convince each other that the, the Russians were coming any day now. It's going to be one of the two. Probably Speaking of which, so. how stoked are you that we're in another Cold War, basically oh, with the Russians? Great. I love it. What happened? Awesome? There? I didn't. I missed that. What happened? We just everyone's been saying Putin, it lately. Putin's a tyrant. Oh, Putin, Putin's Putin's crazy. Just normal Putin stuff. Nothing crazy happened today. No, no Putin, another day. No, Putin but there's just that no, that, the that general feeling that there's another Cold War. Like Putin we're in another Cold War with Russia. It's crazy. The whole thing when Russia just took a piece of a sovereign country and no one did anything about it. We didn't do shit. That was no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Or they just you know he assassinated like his most. Outspoken. Yeah, right outside the Kremlin. Outside too. the fucking Kremlin. Yeah. What's the subtitle going to be? Cold War Two. I, I feel like we're just going to call it the hunt for October this time. Okay. I think we'll just call it Cold War. Shocking. We'll win again. Putin's Putin. <laughs> Shocker. We're going to win again. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy Show. If you didn't know, each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table. He's bringing a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, the entire show posts early over on Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny each and every Friday. But if you don't want to give us any money, it's no big deal. It goes up topic by topic, day by day, over on YouTube.com slash KindOfFunny. Before we post the entire show as an MP3 and video on the following Friday. First Bam! Off, whoa. Crushed that. You were happy with that one? You're well, just so good, good at things, Greg. You're really good. Just killed someone's ear, eardrums. And they liked it. Yeah, they, they probably they did. Loved it. They probably did like sweet, it. sweet, sweet love. This is the guy who was listening to the games cast, waiting for his mom at the podiatrist. He put this one on as they were leaving the podiatrist, mm-hmm. and it turned out they had to take the foot. Rough, you were wrong. Rough time. I'm sorry. It Whoa. turned out it wasn't Man. good. It wasn't as good. Thank Damn. you for leaving it a comment on the chair. <laughs> the <laughs> corn turned out Wait, to they, be they, a was rock. it gangrene? Like was yeah. it gangrous? It was that. And some. It was a little bit of diabetes, and it was gangrous. The beaties. It's always like a rock. There's a rock in there now. There's no, now she's really going. bad. What's the kid's name? Robert Joey Sandoni. That's what it's <laughs> Joey Sandoni. Joey Sandoni. Joey Sandoni. Joey Sandoni. Joey Sandoni from What's the Joey Sandoni's job? What's uh, he Joey, doing? Joey Sandoni. Well, he's only sixteen. Okay, but he works uh, at a Baskin Robin Thirty One Flavors. Okay, now, his favorite flavor, of course, like every single being, is the gold medal ribbon at the Thirty One Flavors. I've never had that. What one. Is uh, it is a chocolate vanilla with a swirl of caramel ribbon. Oh, it is the bomb diggity dom. Now the problem with 
that job is that you're around sugar constantly. Mm. Okay, this, this led the to diabetes. yeah the diabetes, um, diabetes, which then they had to take his foot. No, it's mm. his mom's foot. They had to take his mom's so foot too. Brought- <laughs> well, that's that's the part of the story. <laughs> that's that were- how bad they were. That's- Jesus Christ, <laughs> Joey, stay away from Thirty One Flavors. <laughs> Joey, stop bringing home the ice cream cakes. <laughs> Where is this all taking place? Where is Jody Joey Sandoni? Where does he live? I feel like somewhere. Uh, Somewhere in in Chicago, probably. Or I was thinking. Like, I was thinking more. Yeah, like Peoria. 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 All right. Yeah. Williamsburg. Williamsburg. But he calls it Billy. Should Bird. we maybe? Mm-hmm. Should we check in on Joey Santoni every, every week? Every week. Every week. We should get an update on it. The, it's so yeah, the footless clan yeah, of Santonis. You, because you you missed the whole. I mean, it's not. I mean, it, it's silly to think that his mom's foot was just taken by you know by osmosis what really happened is that he he would bring home the ice cream that then gave her diabetes that then yeah his, his foot as well so we're, we're missing a step there i was gonna make a carvel joke but i realized we're talking about a different uh a yeah different, i know that'd be too easy I, I like was, well i was gonna say like she she loved the whale cake yeah, yeah. that they had there what was the mm. whale the whale's name does anyone remember you know what I'm talking about? I, no, Moby? exactly. No, this is a Craig Harris joint. He loves these things. And uh, fudgy, fudgy, fudgy the whale. The whale. They bring a fudgy the whale cake home every day, and she. Oh my god! It. No so, wonder. True story. My brother used to work at the Thirty One Flavors, and he used to bring home tons of ice cream every day. Like they would make, like whenever they'd screw up a cake, which they would do, shocker, small, on purpose. Small yeah. wonder, by the way, that you were uh, obese. Oh my god! We were, he was actually really skinny in high school and college. <laughs> I was like. Who who brought home the giant cake made of pralings and cream? And can I put all of it in my mouth at one time? Yeah. Yes, I can. Good. Side note, I can do that. Oh, can God, we just I go back fat. to the fact that Nick said so fat. where did you get bomb diggity dom? I don't know. Did I like, that? You know what? Here's what happens is I listen to you guys do Gamescast for an hour and a half, and uh-huh. I get so jealous that I'm not here to say things. <laughs> and sometimes I'll say things to you guys underneath my breath. Uh-huh. Like, well, I always you know, like I would say, like a comment back, and then I'd laugh at myself. But then no one was around to hear it. It's really sad. I want to go back. So can we step back for just a moment? Sure. How f- I don't. I'm trying to visualize like how fat were you? Because I've seen pictures in of high you school. In high school, and I don't feel like you were. Yeah, you weren't. You were just yeah. High school. You saw the one picture of me as a drum, drum major major. when I when I trimmed down to right, svelte to post shadow boxing. I was a two twenty. That was that was as good as shadow boxing can get me. Then in college, actually, is when I, I bulked up to about two forty two fifty. That doesn't make sense yeah, to me. I was a big boy. I looked rotund. Like, I looked like a bowl, like a walking bowling ball. Not fat, necessarily, because people gain weight in different ways. Some people gain a lot of in their gut. I just gain it everywhere that a piece of fat can go in a body. So you I went, just like, hulk, like, you hulked out. Yeah, I was Hulk. I actually have pictures. I, I got to please bring pictures them? Of when I be- went as the Incredible Hulk one Halloween. It was Did you just wild. paint yourself green? Yeah. And then I passed out on my friend's couch. Oh, he probably liked oh, the couch was then green? Gone. Yeah, the couch was done. Like, it was... It looked like someone shit green all over the couch <laughs> and then smeared it. It was a murder like, scene if blood was green. Yeah. At the time, I ate an entire box of uh, Fruit Loops for no reason. And the next day, it was like for the next week and a half, my shit was just green. Yeah. Because all, all those all those dyes just turned green. green. Lucky charms, man. If you eat Lucky Charms, that's going to be one green toilet bowl. Before we get to your topic, Tim. Mm-hmm. I want to thank all the patrons. Oh, we have thank two you, months patrons. of thank yous here to go in. Thank you so much for thank your you. support as always. We love you very Thanks, much. Guys. Thanks for allowing us to live the stream. Do this. We hope we meet most of you at Kind of Funny Live coming up here. Which May is sold out. Sold out officially. My God. Yeah? yeah. I'm God. so excited. Yeah. It's going to be hella fun. We got a lot of things to do. A lot of, we a lot have of things so much going to on. do. Uh, before that, though, Tim, what's your topic? My topic for today is Star Wars Episode Freaking 7. And that second teaser trailer that we got. Yeah. Which might as well have just been a trailer. Yeah. What's the difference at this point between a trailer and a teaser trailer? I don't know. Okay. I think it's one of those things where, this like... This seemed like a trailer. This I think, is an all-on trailer. I think trailer is usually when there's actual... Plot. When you hear dialogue 
that's straight from the movie of characters talking mm-hmm. in it, whereas teaser is if it's just VO and stuff. Mm. Right? I would go as far as to say t- t- a trailer has plot exposition in it where you're actually getting like a feel for what the whole flow of the first and second and potentially, sure. depending on the trailer, third and the sequel. Like, yeah. you know, most trailers just show you exactly what, like, there, how many trailers have you seen where you're like, is that the last shot of the movie? Yeah, we should make, then you we go should watch make a like, movie trailer. We should make a movie trailer that spoils the sequel. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> um, I like that. So did, I feel like real quick before we get into Star Wars in general, yeah, when sure. did trailers move away from the voice? Late nineties. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. This summer. Mm-hmm. There's a interesting indie movie about that. I think it was uh, Lake Bell yeah. did it. Where it, I forget what it was called, but it was about that. It was about like the the joke of the movie was they're bringing back the movie voice. Yeah. And she was the first. She wanted to be the first ever female VO. I've seen like, it. Her her dad's the movie her dad voice. is the yeah, movie yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry. Anyways, back to Star Wars. Every um, little thing she does is magic. magic. You and McGregor and Renee Zellweger <laughs> in the case of too many tombstones. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so funny. That, wow, was that a Sherlock Holmes case? It's it's funny when you go back and watch those trailers though. They are cheesy. Like, oh yeah, it just oh, it's ridiculous. Exactly. It's it's like honest. Tra- is that honest trailers? Well, yeah. Who's yeah. the one yeah, that yeah, does yeah, the trailers yeah. where it's like, yeah, where they're like a man and a woman look at each other and yeah. they fall in love. Then this happens, you know. It's exactly like that. It's so it's weird. Did so you guys ever see? On. I forgot what it was for. I think it was the Oscars. They did a video like to open the Oscars where the movie voice guy was in like a limo and he was going around picking up the other five voice people. And they picked up the the guy that does the Disney voices, and then you did the the guy that does the like commercial voices and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're all in the back of the limo talking to each other. And it's so funny because he's like, "No, you're doing it wrong. You got it in a world where whatever." And then the Disney guy's like. No, and it's that Disney narrator voice that, like, if you heard, you'd be like, "Oh, it's no, that it, guy!" Yeah. It's so, it's a great video. You should YouTube it. I'm just voice actor guys limo. I, I, gotcha. I actually remember exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, to the Star Wars trailer, I thought it was amazing. Oh yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's it's again when the first teaser came out. I think it was what last the holiday season last last year. We weren't together. Yeah, it was uh, around um, Thanksgiving. I think it was, was it Thanksgiving? Because I feel like I watched it. We were all scattered. Yeah, we were scattered around, and I watched it. And again, it was one of those things where I'm like, I'm not excited for this. There's so much coming out. It's I I I I sound like a spoiled brat when I say it, but we're just like, it's like fatigue with all the CG crazy movies, and it's all the same. So I click on the teaser, not reluctantly. I'm excited to see it, but I'm like, yeah, fat chance this is going to get me excited about Star Wars. And by the end of it, I was like tearing up, so excited. Like it just made it. It helped that I was sitting in my childhood home watching it, like in the exact area where I used to like burn out my Return of the Jedi VHS tape, like just play it over yeah. and over again in the exact same place where I, every holiday season when they'd play them on like whatever TBS. channel over and over and over again. You're like, well, I'm gonna watch all these, then I'm gonna watch all the Bond movies, then I'm gonna watch all the Bond movies again because there's like 30 of them. Um, it was exciting. So the second trailer, I'm like, okay, cool, we're just gonna see more of it. Same feeling. I'm like, God, man, they're just nailing it. I like, think you yeah. said it. Colin said it right. They're just like, it just looks right. I mean, I just can't believe how right it all is. I mean, the trailer is just one aspect of it. I just feel like what Disney's doing with like managing this Star Wars universe right now, they are just nailing it. Like every single aspect so far, I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. And it's almost like I can't believe it's there, there must be a joke. There must be Jar Jar's hiding somewhere. Like, there's something going on. Sure, like, is this back. Is, it's crazy that, like, they're handling it this well. Like, the, the comic series that are out right now, I just caught up on them. I'm like, this is incredible. This is, like, 
really good fan fiction to the point where I'm just like, this this has to be fan fiction because it's written by somebody that cares too much. Right. And, right. Uh, I mean, that's the that's why they're succeeding, right? Is that they Disney was on the outside with us. Mm-hmm. And they're like, man, this is going off the rails. I would do that. And then they got it. And they're like, oh, let's do all those let's things. Let's do those yeah. things. And it's like, man, there's something about it where I just I feel so good about it that they're going to give us those the moments that we need of like, oh, here's Vader and here's this. But it's not going to feel like episode one did where it's like, R2-D2 is back. And so is C-3PO. And so is all the characters you love. But it's just like, I feel like it's going to be way more natural and I, I don't think it's going to be as forced uh, 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 69 uh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Greg you weren't here for that you don't understand what I'm saying positions You're so yeah beautiful. it was a sex thing um, but I, I think that it's going to be really good and I feel like 7 is going to set like as you see in this trailer like I love that they the VO that was used and all the shots that we got that this was the trailer of hey here's the old coming back mm-hmm and I like that it really sets up that the movie might not entirely be that. It's not just going to be, here's all the old things again. Now they're all old. Yeah, it's yeah. just like you're going to get those moments of the old things, but this is about the new cast. This is about all these like new characters they're showing. Mm-hmm. How somehow I was interested in these new characters when you're showing me Harrison Ford. That's a good sign to me that I actually I have questions about the Stormtrooper dude and mm-hmm. the girl with the stick. The lightsaber? No, no, she has, she has like some sort of vibroblade or whatever they used to call those mm-hmm. things. In the, um, yeah, I, I think it's what I said to Nick. This and I was talking to my, my again for people that didn't watch, don't watch Colin and Greg live. Like my, you know, my family's crazy about Star Wars, and um, I think it's been lost on a lot of people because I like so lapsed with the prequels. I was like everyone always talks about like our friend Anthony Gallegos is being really into Star Wars and stuff. Like I am basically, in my opinion, his equal in terms of the old movies and the old expanded mm-hmm. universe in terms of like how much I was into it. I fucking loved Star Wars, mm-hmm. and the prequels just ripped everything out of me. Like where I'm like, this shit sucks, you know. And I know we don't want to belabor that point, but like that shit sucks. Like the, the episode one, I remember walking in episode one and being so excited and walking out of there and still being like, that was cool. And then like you just think about it. I remember even going to the diner afterwards, May 16th, 1999, whatever it was. I went to the diner with my, my, my dad and my brother afterwards, and we, I was talking about it, and like slowly it started unraveling. I'll, I'll never forget it, like being like, but what about, yeah, and this is, that was cool, but, and then like slowly, yeah. like you go see it again. And then the thing, the, the way my, my dad put it to me, uh, who is a huge nerd with Star Wars, just like me and my brother, is like, this is being made by people like us. Yeah. It's not being made by one man who's and I don't want to call him a tyrant because we don't know George Lucas personally but like but, but he was, no but he was he apparently ran a ship where like and, and they've and, and it's you know Red Letter Media and a lot of guys have already talked about this like kind of going over like the, the making of footage and stuff mm-hmm. no one would say no to him mm-hmm. like I, 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 I've talked about it before but the pic the, there's a shot after they watched the first episode one's first cut and everyone looks horrified I don't know if the people know the footage I'm talking about like where they're all sitting in like a private theater and they're all like and like no one will say anything to him you know, and that's not the culture of like fear or kind of authority that was there. I think at Lucasfilm is not there now, and so people with different and new ideas are coming in and saying like, "Dude, blue screens are not the way we do things. We're using practical effects. We have industrial lights and magic. Look at the beautiful things they did in the seventies and eighties. We can get that new talent and, and do new things." Mm-hmm. You know, when I found out BB-8 was like, I thought for sure BB-8 was fake until they were like, "No, that's real," and I'm like, "How the fuck does that even work?" And I still didn't believe it until I saw him on the stage at the Star Wars celebration. It's as a lap Star Wars fan, I'm really excited because it's all looking the way it should look. And I believe in J.J. Abrams for what he did with Star Trek and all that kind of stuff, especially. He's the right man for the job. And 
as a lap Star Wars fan who's gone on record many times on this show and on Conversation with Colin Weber about how bad Star Wars has become, this makes me so happy because mm-hmm. it looks like it looks like it's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, think about think about this, right? Everyone, let's see, I was roughly about five or like I guess four when the last movie came out. When did Jedi come out? 84? 83? 83. I was three years old when it, when Jedi came out, so I spent all of my formative years watching those three movies. Well into the until I was eighteen or nineteen, must have been nineteen, right? Ninety eight, ninety nine. The first the oh, episode the, one the, came the, out. Episode one came out ninety nine, ninety nine. So I was nineteen years old. So that is. 16 years of watching three movies, and that was all I had for Star Wars. You had some video games in there, of course, and then we had, like, um, I read one of the books because I wasn't, I didn't really, you can't really read and eat pizza at the same time. It gets kind of sloppy. Um, so imagine, then, that there must be a ton of me out there who now work in the film industry and are, like, chomping at the bit. 30, I'm 35 years old, right? At this point, like, if I had started working in Additional Light and Magic when I was in my 20s, I would be a veteran. I would have say in what these movies are right now as they're being made. That excites me. That is a cool... That's that's just cool, man. It's like it's the same with the video game industry where you're like, you're now seeing people that grew up, you know, everyone that develops games now grew up in the 80s. They grew up in like the late 70s or the 80s and they understand gaming from the ground up. People understand Star Wars from the ground up now. And that's that's part of it. The other part of it, yeah, of course, is that you got a guy like J.J. Abrams who's been a super fan. He's I think he's in his 40s now, but he's probably roughly around the same generation as I am. Um, and he listens to his people. He gets good people and listens to them. I got to I gotta imagine, though, what, you're sitting there on day one of the, of the production of Phantom Menace, and you're like, and George Lucas says something. I would be like, it's George Lucas. Like, he made yeah. Star Wars. Like, I'm not going to say no to this guy. By Return, Revenge of the Sith, I might be like, and that's too late. Nah, it's too it's late. Too late. What point, are you gonna yeah. do? But yeah. I, th- I feel like that's that's maybe what happened because the movies got progressively better as they got as they went on. Like Clone Wars was, mm. man, mm. and then Revenge of the Sith was at least the last scene. You're like, oh, oh it's good. Okay, I say it's a, it's a decent movie. Three, and I'll stand by that. It's not the train wreck that the first two are. No, no, it's not. But Largely I think the biggest problem making... with the prequels is that those movies weren't made to make good stories and make good movies. They were made to like show off toys. effects and stuff and then toys too. But like, I feel like. All the CG and all that stuff, that was just trying to, like, push the boundaries of graphics and all that stuff then. Those movies were showpieces of just, yeah. like, they were well, tech we demos, do. really, you know? Yeah, they're all they're, that's why they're awful, you know? Yeah. Like, I love when they show the shots, again, and Red Letter Media does a really nice job where they just show the shots of the actors acting. There's nothing. There's no one around them. There's no, like, how can you be inspired? No wonder Hayden Christensen's delivery sucks. He's in the middle of a fucking soundstage. With blue. no one around him. Blue. And it's all blue, which is like yeah. everywhere you look is blue, and there's like a tennis ball in front of you. Like, like, you gotta give them some, sand. You gotta give them some credit. I mean, even established actors didn't really, like, Ewan McGregor didn't really, wasn't really great. You know? Like, no, and, I mean, you've and got like, and he's Natalie a Portman, Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, and Hayden Christensen. Like, those are your leads, and none of them are particularly compelling in this yeah. piece. He kept saying he had a bad feeling about it. No one, yeah, no one would. No but one here's the thing that's maybe exciting. he had a bad feeling about the, his little ponytail. Mm-hmm. Uh, my hope, my hope, and I knew that they weren't probably going to do it. My hope was that they were Disney would ultimately say like the prequels are done. Like they're not. They, I, they exist, and like, I, and I don't think they're going to do that. They're not. I mean, uh, they've they've now even said like, at Star Wars Celebration, yeah. they're just like, no, like we are embracing pieces of this into. Uh, well, we. I would not be surprised though if like 10, 15 years from now I would someone love that. was like eh some some executive gets it in his head where he's like we really should go back and like and fix that grave injustice like especially if you've got I just saw the teaser today for Rogue One which come on dude I'm more like, excited about Rogue One than I am about Jesus that looks cool what a great Are you really? concept yeah. 
That's crazy to me. Because I know how excited you are. I mean, I'm so stoked for Rogue One, but like specifically Colin, you're more excited about that than Episode 7? Here's the thing about Rogue One, and I don't know if Nick agrees with you or you guys agree with me about this. The prequels were answering questions I really didn't have. I really didn't give a fuck about where Anakin came from. It's you cooler know? not knowing. It, yeah, like, like like these questions, like Vader was, or, or Vader, Lucas yeah, was asking, Lucas was answering questions that I didn't have. And You're in, calling him Vader. Yeah. I love basic, that. Basically the same person. <laughs> and, you know, and they actually, they actually took shit that was material to the, to the trilogy and ruined it. I.e., as we've talked about, fucking ad nauseum, Boba Fett, right? They ruined him, right? They ruined Stormtroopers, they ruined everything. The, the movies and Metachlorians, like everything, they ruined fucking everything. The thing about Rogue One that makes me excited is that that is a question that people have been asking since A New Hope. Where did they get the Death Star plans from? You know? And that's the that's like why I'm so excited about it is when Mon Mothma was talking about the Bothans that died and stuff, who the fuck is she talking about? Like, when are we ever going to learn about them? That is a real material question. And they're going to answer it. You know? So it's not like, it's not like how the fuck can we pigeonhole fucking Boba Fett into this in such a way to sell more toys that then ruins the new things. It's like, no... This happened, and this is this is the this is basically the real prequel to A New Hope, you know. Yes. And and like that's that's like what's so exciting about it. Yes. Now there are questions to remain. I, I was talking about Colin and Greg, my dad being a huge nerd, and I and my brother were talking like, how are they going to? Uh, they either have to avoid Grand Moff Tarkin or work him in in some way because he is he is he is the leader of the Empire. He's at this point. Yeah, you have like to. you have he has to be in it. I don't know how they're going to do that. Vader's obviously going to be in it as well. Now, like. But what's exciting is that none of the guys that are in this, the Bothans or whoever the fuck they are, use the Force. They don't have lightsabers. They're normal normal alien creatures or people. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'm way more excited. I'm excited about Episode 7. Don't get me wrong. But I'm really fucking excited about this. Like, when I when I heard that that was the plot, I'm like, that is fucking awesome. You know? Yep. Because, again, that shows that it's not George Lucas. It's some guy who appreciates and likes Star Wars and, is, and was sitting around a table, much like this maybe, and be like, who stole the Death Star plants? You know, yeah, but that, and, like man, that, and that's a question that's that's what's so cool about yeah. it is think about all those questions you had when you were a kid, where you're like, they can be answered, and not only can they be answered, they can be given the treatment that they deserve, which is a standalone film that doesn't necessarily like it still needs to feed canon. But imagine this: when we're done with these six films, we're going to look back and we're going to have ten to twelve hours of this fully flushed out world with all these amazing characters that you can just tell stories with. It's very much what Marvel's trying to do, but Marvel for some reason doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like it's going to be as well-rounded, you know? And like you look at you look at the bigger series like Harry Potter where it's a straight standalone story or Lord of the Rings where you're like, "Wow, why is this 15 hours like why do we need three movies about killing a dragon and saving saving a town?" Whereas with Star Wars, they can tell that story. It doesn't have to anything to do. We don't need to see the Millennium Falcon in that. We don't need to see a lightsaber in that. Like, we're going to get that. That's great. Now we can just spend two hours over here on this badass little side story that you can take risks with, too. Yeah. Because it's not the bigger overall arching canon, right? They can do some crazy shit with it. You can have Darren Aronofsky uh, direct a Wolverine movie in this world because guess what? You still got the main Marvel films. Or I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm mixing my metaphors. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't downplay Marvel on this. I think that they are doing something. Marvel, Marvel's doing it great, but, like, they haven't knocked it really out of the park with, like... Terrible. I just feel like a lot of their side stuff is is kind of going off into the distance a little bit, especially their TV offerings. Um, I just don't know if it's going to be as yeah. tight as as Star Wars. I mean, know? I guarantee Star Wars is going to fall apart very soon once so. the with the specifically with the anthologies. Yeah, Rogue One looks fucking awesome, but guess what? The kids only. I mean, the, the Star Wars is the same shit with Star Wars Rebels and stuff. It's like people love that, but there's a lot of people that don't. Same thing with Daredevil. People mm-hmm. love it. There's a lot of people that don't. Like, I think it's very similar to Marvel, where it's like. 
the, some of it's going to be really good. There's going to be a lot of not good stuff. But the thing about Rogue One and I, that I think is most compelling and why I like it too is that it's not only answering answering pertinent questions, but it it's bold enough to say like this galaxy is wider than the story of these Jedi and these people. The problem with the prequels, when you really think back on it, it was George Lucas trying to pigeonhole everything as being interconnected from a embryonic state. Yeah. So as opposed to like. Uh, you know the, the Karelian Corvette running, you know, speeding away from the Star Destroyer at the beginning of A New Hope, and this is when the droids meet and everyone. Like, no, they actually have like a history, and like all this shit was forced and annoying, and that's why I didn't like it. Um, when you really think back on it, so it's like saying, like three P, like Anakin builds three P O, and like it's like, like this is supposed to like that was I know it's supposed to be like a fantastic, it's a fantastic galaxy far, far away, a lot of fucking crazy shits happening, but like it's it's supposed to be this vast place with trillions of people and aliens in it. And they're all interconnected in this intimate way, like from the very beginning. It doesn't make any sense. It's yeah. fucking stupid. The that's why, but that's why Rogue One being like, Rogue One's like a story that has nothing to do. Like this was in motion before fucking Obi Wan met Luke. Yeah. So like it's it's that's why it's exciting. It's just another story. They never actually told a story that didn't involve anyone. Yeah. And that's why it's like I mean, so Rogue exciting. One's gonna be so cool. I mean, they they kept cool. saying that like it puts the it's the wars of Star Wars and all that stuff like in their the speech they're giving. That's so awesome. It reminds me a lot of uh, Halo Reach, where it's like we know the end of the story, but it's like just seeing that and like just knowing that how things are gonna go. That's awesome. And like those characters can die, and that'll be fine, and it'll mean something based on the plot of that movie. But like they're not in other ones necessarily, so it's like you're not. There's none of that stuff where you're just like. Well, you know that Anakin lives. You know that, like, all these Yeah, that's characters. that's the other point is, like, with the original trilogy, you know how that ends. Mm-hmm. Like, we know we have three movies explaining how the original three ended. With Rogue One, there's almost a different excitement because we do know how that ends too, right? But I want to see, like, I don't know anything about these characters or why they sacrificed their lives to do this thing. Like, we know kind of why, but... There's, I think it was Damon Lindelof said there's no, there's no suspense and inevitability, which I kind of disagree with in this because I think it's fascinating watching a movie where you know that the majority of the cast is probably going to get decimated by the end of it. It's Titanic was actually a perfect example of that, except you know there was that they had a shoehorn and all the romance stuff in there. Um, they, they wove it in very, very well. Yeah. <laughs> shoehorn it in. There's enough room on both that board for both of us. I don't know. I don't think there's. I mean, there's like just the board. I you can't just don't really get it. Get, man. You just don't get it at all. You don't understand the love. board. Love, it's the size man. of a table. But let's be honest. Like I, you know, I got a dress and stuff like that. I'm a little cold. You stay in the water. Oh, you're gone. No. I, I I agree with you with what you were saying about Linda Love's quote in the sense that like episode seven is exciting because we don't know. We have rumors, but we don't know. Like we we think we know what it's about. We're gonna see a lot of familiar faces. A lot of people are really interested in, in stuff Timothy Zahn was touching on in the early '90s, which is what fucking happened to the Empire. Like the Empire didn't disappear just because the second Death Star was destroyed doesn't mean it disappeared. Now we know they didn't. They have a new logo. The stormtroopers are new. Like they still exist. They got a new graphic so, designer. Yeah, they have a new graphic <laughs> designer. Like they, they still exist. I'm really fascinated by this female this female stormtrooper officer. I'm really fascinated by like apparently the lore about the obsession over Vader and that kind of stuff. Like there's a lot like with his mask and like that's apparently cool. like, they worship it's this. So cool. Like and, yeah. like like that's like interesting and I'm, ex- I'm I'm excited about that. But with Rogue One, there's just something you just think about it like like Nick already said. Like you think about that that speech as a kid, and like, and you're like, there's all these questions. Like, because I, I, I often wondered as a kid, did the Empire not know that the that the plans were stolen, or did they think that the space station was so imperfect that they didn't care? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna get like these sort of answers to these questions that I think are really exciting and really quite compelling. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hope that my hope with the anthology is that they jump in to the middle of of New Hope and Empire with the second one and then into the middle of Empire and Jedi in the third one. And what I hope the third one is is Shadows of the Empire. Oh, God. That, you know? that would be, that'd be like, fucking amazing. But 
like fill in these stories. Like there's a lot of essential lore about like how. Well, they can't do shadows though. Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. What is Shadows of the Empire? It's a, to... it's, it's a it's probably the most famous Star Wars book. It's not canon anymore. Um, they'd have to recast though, because everyone had to be way younger, right? Yeah, for Shadows. But they, but they don't have to include everyone. Like it could just be Dash Rendar and Shizor and a lot of these p- different people. Oh, that would be amazing. But that would be amazing. The point I'm trying to make is like in between like the, the essential story elements of in between a New Hope and Empire, which I think are understated too, about going to Hoth and all these kinds of things, like and how the Empire ultimately knew where to look to find them. Mm-hmm. They used the the probe droids, obviously, and stuff like that in the beginning of the movie, but. There's, like, a lot of story to be told there about, like, what happens to the Rebellion after they destroyed the Death Star because it wasn't over. And we never see Coruscant or anything. Coruscant is something Timothy Zahn made up. It wasn't something that George Lucas made up. The capital city, the capital planet of the Empire was made up in the books. So, like, we never – they never allude yeah. to it or or show it. And so, like, what's happening there? Like, God, what's happening with all these people? There's a lot of story to tell in between the movies. Yeah, you just broke my brain because I, it just kind of – I knew this, but it dawned on me that Rogue One is a prequel to New Hope, not to – Episode seven, right? That's it's between three you're right. and four. Then they could four. actually go forward and somehow figure out a way to do between um, four and five, and then between five and six. That's that's amazing. If that's their if that's their goal, that's freaking awesome because that means they could do three more after that. I mean, they're not going to between. Do I think the anthology movies they're just going to be they're just one offs. Like I, I think they're just stories. That I almost guarantee the second one's going to be some animated stuff. I really think so. You think so? Well, yeah. no, because they already said what's his butt's working on it. Uh, Looper, Ryan Johnson. Oh, the second on. one. Yeah. He's They're got all, the second one. They're the anthology all, stuff's all prequels. It's all for yeah. well, we don't, seven to seven. We no. maybe. I mean, one of them might be. You know, I mean, it could be anything. Like, it literally, it could be anything. And they said they're going to do a bunch of different genres, a bunch of different. Well, they know they they put a director on the second one, which is Ryan Johnson, the guy that did Looper and Brick and uh, and Brothers Bloom and all that stuff. Um, Gareth Edwards and and Gary Whitter were the ones writing Rogue, Rogue they're doing One. Rogue right? One yeah, yeah. So I don't know who's writing the, uh, the Ryan Johnson one. I think it's him. I think he's actually doing the first draft, but I could be wrong. And they announced Fel- Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones, Jones is, is going to be like the in it. Is in it or is the main character? I don't know if it's clear. I don't know Presumably, a name like that would be a lead. Yeah, so, see, I don't know. we'll see. What you were it's talking exciting. about uh, with like C three PO being super forced, where like they go back and like, oh, he made it and all that stuff. When I first saw the Vader mask in the trailer, that was the first time so far that I've been like, hmm, I don't know no, if we but need that. That makes sense That's, because yeah. think about Vader as a martyr. If he were the leader, if he were your, if it was General Patton and he died, there would be a cult around that guy. Like he would be a martyr. Like think about it. I don't know. We don't have generals necessarily that are that like visual, like Storm and Norman in the in, in the mainstream. But now, Not but anymore, think, no. go back to World War Two, where you're talking about Patton and you're like, dude, if, you know, or MacArthur or any or any of these amazing, amazing people that if they die. Everyone would rise up and be like, no, fuck that. We're behind these guys. We're pushing forward with this tremendous amount of energy to win this war. So think about that. Like, no one knew Vader was a good guy at the end. There's three people that were in that room at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, m- mind you, there was maybe a couple stormtroopers that were like, what's that dude doing? Like, carrying Vader under that ship. That's kind of weird. Because he was, like, dragging him for, like, f- half a mile. <laughs> Probably using the Force to carry his body because it looked pretty heavy. It was all mechanical. Um, but, yeah, no one knew that Vader was bad. Yeah, turned good at the end. You know, so I, I totally no, that. get that. I just like I before I saw the trailer, uh, and I love like that's great. It is a great story. I just I'm shocked that, that Vader even has anything to do with it. I would have thought they would have just left him, let that be completely and just moved on. Yeah, then, I, I I I hear what you're saying, but it is it is really fascinating to think that Vader has like a cult of personality now. That's, I mean, that's like that, awesome. that that's like that's actually like when I saw that I was like that's fucking awesome because yeah. you were reading the rumors about. I, and I might be mixing up the rumors now or whatever, but, like, I was reading things. My brother was talking about things about that female stormtrooper officer, Phasma, I think her name is, mm-hmm. is, like, obsessed with Darth Vader, apparently. And, like, that might be, like, that might be, like, their whole 
that sect of stormtrooper might be mm-hmm. like the royal guard kind of like that's their thing mm-hmm. you know and they have this they have the mask you know like to me that's like fucking awesome you know, that's, that's cool that's I, really yeah. cool I, you guys are misunderstanding what I'm saying like going into it I would have been like there's absolutely no way that they're gonna have right. like Vader like it's gonna be it's own thing and then that was the when I saw that I was like immediately I was like hmm then upon second watching the trailer and like after you finish the trailer and you get it all together I'm just like what you said is awesome like I love that they're doing that mm-hmm. and like seeing all the like the lightsabers and all this stuff and like is that Leia's hand is that Luke is that all it's like holy and, crap and just the VO cool. you brought it up to me right you were like that's the same VO that was it Obi-Wan that said it before no, he, it's Luke. It's Luke talking to Leia in Jedi. Oh, in Jedi, right. And then they just added a little bit the, on the end of it. You have it too, one. Yeah. Yeah. And there's all these questions I have. It's like when you listen to it, there's this weird echoing effect on all the lines except for one on the end you. Mm-hmm. The, the new line, there's no echo on that. Yeah, well, that's why? purposely done. Hello, but why? Well, I love it. Stylistically, because when you echo something, it's like in the past. And then when you, it's not echoing anymore, it's now. It's in the present. He's saying that to someone in the movie that we're about to see. Oh, it's cool. It's dope. No, it's it's completely amazing. Also, how'd they get the mask? That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's the bigger question. How'd they get the they mask? How'd Endor? they get the lightsaber? How'd they get the, Like, it's just... That's what I'm saying. Is like, I'm sure that it'll be fine, but, like, there's a lot of weird things where it's just like, what? So you found this over there and that over there well, and this over there and I'm it's a, all just I'm gonna throw out. this out at you because I don't know the answer to this, but I'm gonna pose this question. Vader was the apprentice to the Emperor, mm-hmm. correct? In some way, shape, or form. Did he have an apprentice? Was there someone else that he was training that no one knew about? Yeah, Starkiller. It could Star- be Kylo Ren. Well documented in the video games. Is it Starkiller? Yeah, Star- no, Sam Witwer. Uh, it could be that Kylo Ren character. But we the, we uh, the p- story about him, apparently, and I don't know. I, again, you don't know what's true or what's false with all these rumors. I'm just reading them because they're fucking fascinating. Yeah. It's like, it's apparently, he's like unaffiliated. Like, really? he just hunts Jedi. Who's this guy? The guy, the the guy, guy with the, the red lightsaber and the mask. Whatever. Like, ah, okay. But Kylo it looks Ren like in the trailers that he's quite affiliated because he's like with the stormtroopers. So I don't, I don't, I yeah. don't know. So that could be Vader's apprentice. Yeah, that, that's one hell of a party that he got invited to. Where he's just like, I just showed up. There's 500 stormtroopers here. I don't know how they got here. And there's one other cool scene in the trailers that a lot of people aren't talking about. And I have not blown it up or looked at. It. Maybe people have gone into it a little bit more. Greg pointed it out. In the scene with the stormtroopers, when you see the the lightsaber and then Kylo Ren turns around or whatever, there's a character. Like in the background, that looks like he's like sitting or standing at a podium, like talking. Oh yeah. And I wonder like who that is, mm. because that could be the Grand Moff Tarkin or mm, the yeah. you know character the new leader of, yeah. the, of the what? What do they call? It? It's not the Empire anymore. What is it called now? Are they not called the Empire anymore? No, they they announced new names for mm. both sides. What are they? Yeah, I guess you're not the Rebellion anymore if you're the, winning. The first, the first order, the Resistance, I think was one of them. The Resistance or the good guy is the Rebels. The Resistance and the First Order is the Empire, which has probably another connotation to some degree that we don't know about. It's just, and maybe that's Grand Admiral Thrawn. That would be so dope. How like, fucking imagine, cool! Ah, could you imagine if they actually threw that in and it was like no one knew about it? He just is there. You're like, oh, dope. I mean, Man. it makes sense. You have to have that. It's not like someone randomly was like, oh, the Emperor's gone. I'll rise to power now. It had to have been someone who had a tremendous following and a tremendous stature or status in the actual military, right? Yeah. You can't just randomly be like, I guess I'll assume control of this vast empire. Yeah. If the first has to be an admiral. Yeah. The empire, the emperor, and Vader are both kills, and one and two are killed. So like, who's right? next? What's his yeah. name's gone because he died on the uh, on the first death. Yeah. Star. Tarkin. Tarkin's, yeah, Tarkin's gone. gone. So and it's Count Dooku's kid. And oh, the em- and Vader kills. And Vader kills like at, what he kills Admiral Piet. <laughs> <laughs> or right, whatever that guy's name My is, Duke. the guy that comes back from Hoth. Yeah, Vader's him. So like, there, his there, ass. Yeah, so like, there's like, there's like not a lot of uh, not a lot of people left. left. Not a great 
idea, by the way, not a great strategy when you're fighting against a rebel alliance that's kicking your ass here and there, is to kill all of your senior generals by way of choking them out. Hey, they weren't getting it done. <laughs> Who's next? You fuck up my latte? <laughs> like, oh, Vader, dude. All we anyway, have is privates left. left. Yeah. There's no one left, guy. I'm glad you brought it up. It's it's exciting and... and um I'm 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 hoping that it works out. You know, I'm not even. I I feel like these are going to be good. Like I feel like we're going to be good. That's the crazy thing. You watch these trailers, and my God, I I don't think I've watched a trailer more times than that day. Like mm-hmm. just throughout the day, I would check in, just watch it again, just watch it again. You yeah, know, new scene. And it's just like it's so so cool. And like <laughs> to think that we're getting a movie of that. We're getting yeah. two hours of that. The trailer was what I wanted. Hour. I mean, as you know, as incredibly top level mainstream Star Wars fan. Like that first tr- teaser they showed, I was like, yeah. Whatever. And everybody's like, ah, I was freaking out about it. I was like, it didn't do much for me. But this one, I was like, this is awesome. Like, I'm on board. The only concern I have is that I do... My only concern is the is the re, is the fact that they didn't choose to recast any of the original members. And they're not young anymore. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just Harrison Ford is probably the most spry out of the original three cast members that are coming back for this. Carrie Fisher, not so much. And Mark Hamill... I think he can get the job done, but I just don't know if they're going to come back and be those characters again. And I mean that in such that, like, when Harrison Ford reprised his role as Indiana Jones, it was really hard for me personally to not see Harrison Ford. It's just Harrison Ford Mm. playing Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Versus when I watched it when I was a kid, I didn't really know who Harrison Ford was. That was just Indiana Jones. Oh, shit. That's that's Han Solo, right? Like, that's who I knew. I didn't know Harrison Ford. I was like, what the yeah. What do I care? So now it's so – I think I, I want to see how they get around that because even seeing him in that one shot, I'm like, it was kind of a glam shot. He looked real pretty for a guy that's been gallivanting around the universe for the last 30 years. He looked great. He looked great, but like – You hear the rumors about them? What's that? Fucking, do you guys want to hear this? Sure. I, don't know if it's, I think Connor told me. All right. Well, yeah. It's just that like they haven't been in the Millennium Falcon because they've just been cruising around in a Star Destroyer. Really? Yeah. They apparently like – How fucking cool is that? They apparently like that? Jack the Star Destroyer. <laughs> I want a Jack the Star Destroyer. <laughs> Which is amazing. That's pretty awesome. Because it seems like you would need hundreds of people just to drive the Star, the Star Destroyer. Or control it, but apparently Maybe not. They just, Maybe they just took over. They got the Ewoks right yep, there. Yep. So, I mean, that's you think my we're going to see Ewoks? No. Well, yes, you will, but you won't, like, linger on them. They will pass <laughs> for sure. And will they like, blink, though? But you just see, they you will. Just see the way that Leia or, or Carrie Fisher sort of moves now and, and how she is in real life. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know if she can capture the the wit that they had back in the day. Like they had that quick wit, that that quickness of youth, that that hunger for wanting to make this movie that they were in a huge success because it would launch their careers. And you hear Harrison Ford give interviews back when he was like he talks about Star Wars and he's like, I thought it was just this random movie until I watched the premiere, until I sat there with the audience and I thought, yes, I can make a career out of this, and he did. Um, but you know, I mean, yesterday I was watching Air Force One, and I'm like, eh. No, he's get still, out of he's here! Still get off he's my still plane! Get off my plane! How good! Oh, um, I love that so much. But then you go, you watch Indie, and you're like, he just—I don't know, man. I mean, it, and it was Spielberg making that film where you're like, what, what, what happened here? Like, what's, what is the sort of approach that you need to take in order to get these characters back, or get these actors back in these characters that they haven't played in thirty I mean, years? I think they're gonna. I think that's what they're doing with this. I think that they're going to have very limited parts that are written perfectly for them in situations that are gonna make them feel like I Han so. and not like Harrison. I hope so. And that. Oh. Yeah, I think I think Tim's right. I think that. You have to have these characters, these characters in there. It makes sense. I'm glad that they're not ignoring like the history or whatever. I don't think I was talking to my dad. First of all, I think some of these characters are going to die, and I think that uh, maybe not in the first movie, but by the nine, episode nine, mm-hmm. some of these characters are going to be dead. Yeah, sure. I, I, I feel it. You know, like like in your balls and my balls. 
Like Han Solo, you can see Han Solo dying. You see Luke dying. Well, like and and so like it's just get them from point A to point B. It's not about them. It's about Leia's daughter. It's about um the the rogue stormtrooper. It's about all like these mm-hmm. different guys. These they're like the set dressing that propels the story. I think, yeah. and I don't think that they necessarily because I agree with you. Like seeing Carrie Fisher on stage, like apparently she was like she's like out of her mind, and that, well, that, that I mean, doesn't like had, that doesn't surprise. She's fought a very long battle with. Uh, addiction yeah like yeah. it's very well noted she's written books about it and she's talked about like oh, how yeah how like her life has not been exactly you know flowers and rainbows so she's lived a hard life is all I'm saying um, I just it, and it will break my heart if it's not treated perfectly I, I think Tim's right I think yeah. they're I think it's they know that you can't the the second that they're on on screen too long and you remove the mystique of Princess Leia or who I think is Queen Leia now or you remove the mystique of um, you know, of Chewbacca or whoever. Like, mm-hmm. not that Chewbacca is like, a, you know, you can put anyone in that suit, but you don't want them to stay too long. You know what yeah. I mean? You want them to have their pieces that are important. The story apparently is about Luke and Han, so I think that it's going to be more of them in the beginning and less of them by episode nine. Well, yeah, yeah like, I want, I want, wasn't, didn't Han at the end of the third one, wasn't he a general? Wasn't he general solo? Or was that in the books later? Yeah, he was, a, I think, a general in the books. Okay. Because that's, that would be a fascinating role for him or, or those people where they're like, they are the sort of leaders of the rebellion, and then we get the new cast that actually has to go do the dirty work. You know, mm. we're like, who was who was the part of the ignorance? But who was the the woman who played the sort of the general at the end of Jedi, who's giving the the speech? Or was that the beginning? Was that New Hope? Yeah, Mon Mothma. I think you're talking. Is about. that Mon Mothma? Yeah, she's the one that sends Rogue. Yeah, she's like, the one that's like there. many Bothans died to bring us. This yeah, information. yeah, yeah. Okay. And then who was it? Akbar was at the end, right? Admiral Akbar. Admiral Akbar. Is there, yeah. I mean, we can get another Akbar. He needs. He needs. I would love if Akbar's in it. It would be pretty awesome. I mean, why not? Why not? The missing component. The one missing component. I still have hope that they they're keeping the secret. Boss Nass. Yes. Is where's Lando? I know, man. And I'm. I have two. I have. I'm of two minds with this. One is what I was talking about earlier with with three PO and Anakin. Right. You don't have to force everyone in. Maybe Lando's just fucking gone now. You know, and like maybe that's okay. But it doesn't quite feel right. Lando is a very important character, especially in Jedi, and. Why isn't he in? The, like, I don't understand. I like, could, it's but maybe it's like more realistic thing where Lando's gone. You know, I mean, that's like, the thing. That's I love that. I love the idea of like they were like, should we have Lando in it? No, because in Lando's world, he's a, he's a capitalist. He's a person who wants to capitalize off the situation. He's got a little fame. He blew up the Death Star. He's gonna go get Cloud City too. I he's think they're making a, a Lando back. comic. That's Are just they? Lando. I'm pretty sure. How badass right. would they do? Would they, would it be if the, the third one-off movie was just called Lando? Well, it was called Calrissian Star Wars yes. that, would be, that would be so cool I'd be like oh, I'm buying the ticket now Can I free buy three idea tickets? for you that would be another awesome story I mean not that you'd be able to do it because you'd have to have a young Billy D. Williams or like a, a fucking clone of him but like how did it's Star Wars like and with Harrison Ford too how'd they meet how did they meet the oh Millennium God. Falcon was Lando's ship yeah and like they lost it in a bet and then Lando goes to Cloud City like that's another story there is nothing as cool as Star Wars. There's fucking nothing really as cool as Star Wars. There really isn't, man. There really isn't. And it's because when back in the day when George Lucas wrote those characters, he wrote very flawed characters. And he wrote characters that were fascinating. And he put them in this world that was fascinating. And, like, it begs more stories told. It's a it's a big, robust world. That's all I'm going to say. Colin. Yes. What's your topic? Uh, so I went to Iceland the other day. And I've been overseas. I guess this is, like, my fourth time overseas. My third time. No. No. Fifth time. My fifth time overseas. Um... And oh, I no, had offended you or it yourself. I had my, no, no. I had my first, and I'm not counting Canada and all that. I had my first bout of real anti-Americanism in Iceland, mm-hmm. like real to my face anti-Americanism. And I was, I wanted to share the story with you guys, and then kind of talk about why it is that we are much maligned. Um, Obama, yeah. Um, 
so here's the story. First of all, I want to preface it by saying that people in Iceland, for the most part, like with the exception of a few people, were awesome, like really nice people. Mm. A lot of them were very self-deprecating, like, why are you even here? Kind of thing. Like, why would you ever come to this place? You know, like, <laughs> um, we want to go to U.S. I don't understand why you want to come here. Very nice people, very helpful people. Um, English is fluently spoken there. Mm. Um, it's mandatory to learn it. Um, there's only 320,000 people in the entire country, which is unbelievable. That's uh, half the population of San Francisco. Um, and uh, it's a, about a state the size of Kentucky. So you can you imagine like when you're in Reykjavik, it's it's a, it's a thriving city. About half the population lives there, and then the rest of the country is just sparse, just very sparse. Yeah. Beautiful place though, very desolate, very dark, um, very snowy. So I went to a bar. We were just like going from bar to bar, like just going from random places, and we and we um, it's me and Cheryl, and then two of our friends from um, really Cheryl's friends from our high school, and then their boyfriends. Um, well, actually, one husband and one boyfriend. Um, so three, four of us went to high school together, and then another, a fifth guy is from Long Island, and then uh, six guys from Utah. Mm-hmm. And we go into this bar, and we're just drinking, or whatever. These really, this is the weird dichotomy of the stories. These really nice older women are sitting around this table, and we're kind of encroaching a little bit on their space, but they're slowly getting up. And I sit down in someone's seat, and the, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean shit. She's like, oh, don't worry about, it. we're leaving. And she puts her hand on my, very warmly puts her hand on my arm, and is like, I oh, don't, you know, like, please sit, you know. And we're getting out of here. And I was like, oh, it's like really nice what a nice old lady and uh so they that that crew of ladies leaves and we sit down around this table and there's this older blonde woman maybe in her 50s very well dressed hot she's pretty I, this is I, the I mean, golden girls bar there's all these no, no, women no, around no. drinking it was just after work i think when okay, everyone's sure. just like kind of hanging out and um that was the one thing i noticed in iceland is that because the city's so small in reykjavik or whatever like there's just people of all ages in a lot of just same areas like because that's where they hang out mm-hmm. Um, there's only so many bars, so many restaurants and shit. Um, and we sit down and we're just kind of coddling around and I go to the bathroom and then I come back and this blonde woman's talking to my group or whatever. And she's asking them like, who invited you to sit here? Like kind of like rudely or whatever. And she's like, you were not invited to sit here or whatever. And that's how we do it here. And I'm like, we were invited to sit here. And we like, we had this kind of exchange and this, the conversation goes where like the woman's like giving us an attitude and she's like she's like where are you from or whatever and we're like where and one of my friends is like where do you think we're from and she's like she like rolls around she's like the united states or whatever like that and uh and i'm like yeah where specifically do you think we're from and she goes like this she's like in the south like as an insult oh yeah and this is my this is my first thing where i'm like i'm so sick of the anti-south shit in this country i really am the south has a really fucked up history so does the entire country Mm -hmm. um it's time to kind of move on. I know a lot of very warm and very nice people from the South, very smart people from the South. I am sick of all the anti-South rhetoric. That's just an aside. But she was saying that to us to insult us. Uh-oh. And then... You she, know what happens to people who talk shit, guys. And the the funny thing is that my... Like, the five of them are kind of just engaging with her and, and trying to be nice, and I'm being, like, really fucking rude to her. And what I realized was that, like, she was being the nicest to me. Because I was challenging her or whatever. But she would do things like she went and shook uh, Cheryl's hand, said her handshake like wasn't firm enough or whatever. And like, like was she like, wasted or not? God damn, yeah. this is very intrusive. And then and then she was saying how she's like one of the last Viking families. And like, it's just a weird, weird, totally weird shit. Obviously, Iceland has a long Viking history, but mm-hmm. uh, like a thousand years. But um, she's not the last Viking. I mean, look around. Um, so... Uh, it then gets to the point where she's talking about how she lived in Boston for a little while or whatever and so on. And then she's like making fun of like the way we're dressing and 
why we're here and like we don't belong like basically don't belong there and like why would anyone come here and and like you're basically not invited you're not welcome in iceland kind of shit or whatever like just straight up like anti-americanism like like to my face like, i've never experienced that before i've been to germany i've been to england i've been to japan like never had a problem really with anyone based on just who i am and uh i get like really combative with her and actually like cheryl's friends thought it was like the best because like they don't really know me like that you guys know me well enough to know that like yeah. i'm going to say something yeah. to you Someone's getting shot. so she was like why like why would you pick iceland i'm like because it's really cheap to get here and she like kind of just looked at me as opposed to saying like oh it's a beautiful country i'm like it's just really cheap we got here for like nothing yeah and um and she was like uh, and I was saying something to her like, um, I'm like, you really should be nicer to tourists. Your economy depends on us. And uh, she's like, oh, that's not true. That's not true. You should learn your history. In my mind, I'm like, what does that have to do with history? And I'm like, I have a degree in history from a very good school. Uh, I know my history. Um, your economy collapsed four years ago. And your economy is entirely dependent on foreign, uh, you know, foreign money. And the economy mm-hmm. is based on you know, tourism. So maybe you should be nice. Like everyone else has been nice to us. Why are you busting our balls or whatever? And then she was like making fun, like she said something something so weird where like she we were all wearing beanies, and this was the weirdest comment. She was like, she's like, no, people would beat the shit out of you if they saw you wearing these beanies around here or whatever. And you notice that in Iceland, a lot of people like pretend like it's not fucking ten degrees outside. Like it's really actually quite fascinating <laughs> the way they just walk around. But people are wearing beanies all over the fucking place. So I'm like, what? And we actually walked out the next day and like saw a bunch of kids playing in the snow like with beanies on them. You should have kicked their ass. Yeah, you should have exactly. just beat the blended. shit beat out of them. So, just dragged their bloody bodies so it was just like, a, is this it was what just, you want? Is it was just a weird, want me? It was just a weird thing and then she was she was making fun of our fashion or whatever and someone's like, but you follow our fashion. You're like, American and Western European fashion is like the fashion of the world basically. And she's like, no, no. She's like, we are way ahead of you, or like stuff like that. And this is the best part. I'm I'm leaving out parts because I don't want to I don't want to belabor the sure. story. But but my favorite part of it was that she got up and she had blue jeans on, and I'm like, those blue jeans are American, and and like I'm I keep confronting her and she keeps complimenting me. She's like, I really like your glasses. That was the last thing she said to me, and then she like walked away, like almost like almost like this chick was just hammered. Nice yeah, she was hammered, but nonetheless, I wanted to just bring up. This this thing just to tell the story. Also, you know, I, the five people that I were with were four because Cheryl doesn't really watch the show. We'll probably be watching this, and I want to you know give them a shout out because we had a great time. But um, also, just kind of recount this story. I don't think I'm leaving out anything too too important because the reason I wanted to tell the story was to ask like if you've ever had encountered encounters like this overseas, and why we're looked at as like such a bad group of people to like some people. I think most people know Americans are just like you in, 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 in England or in, in India or in Japan. Like, it doesn't matter. But there's, like, a real anti-American sentiment that is real, and I didn't really think it was real until I experienced it for myself. It was very uncomfortable. You know, it was a very yeah. uncomfortable and very real experience where I'm like, this woman is being super fucking rude to us because of where we're from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Which, could you imagine if that were the case here, where if every every country we had a problem with, we were just rude to the people from that country? Our country, I mean, we, we'd, it'd be chaos. It'd be chaos. Um, I've never had anti-American. I've never had anyone sort of uh, have prejudice against me for being American, but I can understand. Like I, th- I still hold that this country is the best country on the planet, largely because of the citizens that are in it that help run it. But our political structure is screwed up. Our foreign policy is like laughable. I mean, we every day we we criticize Russia and and our our you know any of our enemies in the Middle East or or in Europe for doing these are crazy things, and we kind of do similar things 
I'm not saying like I'm not saying we're going out there and like funding terrorism, but you look at our history over the past 30 years, and it's crazy the, the shit that the United States government has funded. And so there's no wonder that there there people don't like us because we that we have a history of putting our nose in places where it doesn't belong. For let's be perfectly honest, profit for gain and for the gain of mostly our politicians that are involved in this stuff, right? Um, I'm not saying that we deserve any of the sort of ire that we we get across the world, but I don't think that our media, I don't think we're doing a lot to sort of dispel those things. And I think that, you know, the country as a whole could be better. Let's just put it that way. I mean, you've said so yourself, like our foreign policy is just, especially Obama's foreign policy is just completely ridiculous. And I don't like any of the candidates that are coming up. I mean, our political system's screwed. We don't have any, it's either a Republican or a Democrat, and they're all jokes. They're all jokes. So the 2016 election is hilarious. Right there's there's nothing that can interrupt this system. There's no end in sight. So I don't think what that's are we why people to do? don't like us, though? I think it's that, that is exactly why people don't like us. Not because, because we, then there's no at, candidates coming up, or because of like well, no, what's be- happening on the ground with the political system. No, because our political party enables us to go start wars in random places without really that much pushback. You know, like we can just go invade another country whenever we want, and then Russia does it, and we're like, "What are you doing?" I think it's also just who we are, though, as a people that does it. It's the stereotype, right? You said, you know, imagine if people came here and we hated them or were mean to them. I mean, people have done that. People probably have stories. There's stories, you know, I mean, this this is what happens when you paint with a broad brush, right? Mm -hmm. But the broad brush of a stereotype of American is someone similar to me, but maybe not as nice, who's big, loud, obnoxious, comes over there, doesn't know where New Zealand is, doesn't give a flying fuck that he doesn't because he's from the greatest country on earth, and he will tell you about it, Mm -hmm. and he will say that over and over again. And that puts a chip on people's shoulder. Not to mention the fact that, like, in a lot of ways, America is leading the charge. There is that, too. So there is an envy on certain things. Obviously not education. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, there is a thing that, like, you know, it's it's back to that newsroom thing from the newsroom, that first scene you ever saw, right, where, like, Jeff Daniels unloads on that lady of, like, why America isn't the greatest country. But we never talk about that. We just say we are. And we believe it. That's all you got to do. You just fucking say you are something and everyone else believes it. Internet superstars. Yeah. That's how things happen. I've never experienced it because I've never been out of the country. So I haven't experienced that, but I have experienced just being here when I like meet people from other places because I am also like Greg, a perfect example of what people don't like about America. Yeah, and um, I don't know shit about a lot of things, and uh, they are very quick to point that out. And I'm like, well, you're kind of an asshole for that then, but that doesn't hold up with them. But like, I have a lot of friends from like uh, just the UK who I'll, I'll see randomly, and they just there's I feel like I'm constantly being judged. Everything always with this very specific people. Some people have been very nice, but like there's this one guy who's every move I make, every order at a restaurant is always like, of course you ordered that. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Like, Why well, gotta be like that? What do you but, get? The, what do you get? The party platter? Or it's fucking together? cheeseburger. Fatty? It's always what a cheeseburger. But it's just like, of course oh, you see. get a cheeseburger. You're such an American. It's like, well, I, I don't know. What to You're tell goddamn you, right, I am, and I'm really proud good. of it. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like we get a lot. I don't want to. You're right. I don't want to speak in broad strokes. So I'm going to talk about myself here a little bit. I feel like I am uneducated when it comes to politics, largely, especially global politics. I feel like uh, because our country is so big, it's hard enough just keeping up what's going on in the United States, let alone the rest of the world. Yeah. Because you have to also remember, like you said, like most of these countries can fit in the United States. Actually, what is it? Like half of Europe can fit in the United States. I forget how big the continents are. I may have made that up completely. Oh, I think I think all mainland Europe could fit, with the exception of Russia and in, in the United States. Yeah. So I mean, think about that. Like we have our own. So there's, I mean, our own world that we have to worry about that's got its own flaws. And then, of course, yeah, we go to these other countries and we're completely, you know, I'm completely ignorant of their politics, their uh, 
traditions and any of any of the sort of colloquialisms that would endear them to me. So when I go over there, I'm just that I'm a jackass too. And it's like, well, here is this guy not knowing and not understanding our customs and not trying to understand our customs because there is that too. Like my wife, when she goes to travel, she'll make an honest effort to understand the culture. And that's, you know, it's still not 100%, but at least it's 2 or 3% more than I'm putting in. You know, whenever I go anywhere, when I go to Germany, I'm just like, oh, cool, Germany. I'm going to make some probably off-color remarks about German sausages and leave it at that. That's as far as I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, you know, we have to separate um, the kind of cartoon image of the American. Like, that's kind of like, be- not beloved, but like lovable, where it's like, oh, you're fat and you're like cheeseburger whatever it is or whatever and from like the like the real harshness of what i experienced because i've experienced like the comical like oh you're an american kind of thing and i'm like i am i'm proud of it but like this this particular encounter in iceland was like quite hostile and um to me it was like i get it i do get it i don't think sometimes people put themselves into our shoes and i think you kind of brought it up nick where it's like we are a self-contained world kind of in the united states and i don't think it's really it's not the nature of our own bravado or our own arrogance. It's the nature of being a really big country. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with a with a billions of wait, how many? Do we have three hundred twenty millions? Three hundred twenty million people in okay. this country. Not even. We're not like million. India or, but but India and China might very well be the same. Where that's their world. Yeah. Now now like you know, we one thing I realized in Iceland when I was there because they they import everything. They have nothing there like naturally except for like you know some minerals and stuff like nice. that. Is like their supermarkets are like sparse. Like they don't like they don't like I went to a few like just I like going to supermarkets in other countries. Like that's like one of my favorite things to do. It's just like what like what are they eating? What are they mm-hmm. a little bit of produce, a little bit of like super expensive meat and stuff like that. And I'm like, we take a lot of things for granted here that I can go into the supermarket that's fucking massive and buy whatever the fuck I want. You know what I mean? Whatever I want. And there are like every two blocks. You know? It's like some some parts of being overseas have made me thankful for being an American because we are we are really a land of plenty. Um, because we're so domestically kind of um, uh, we have like a domestic charge where we're basically able to kind of like feed ourselves and stuff, at least with food, not so much with manufactured items. Um, but I think people don't put our, themselves in our shoes sometimes where it's like we are ignorant as a people of the rest of the world because we don't really have the necessity of needing to know or go to these other places. And that's not a, that's not an, an arrogant thing. That's just because there's so many of us here. Yeah. It's not like we're from the Netherlands or whatever, where it's like a small country and you like have to try not to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, this is, like, this is what I've always taken up, too, of, like, just the fact of being in Italy or France. And, like, when you say we're going to another country, for us, that's a huge plane ride. And it's a, it's a fucking train ride. You know what I mean? It's yeah. so easy to be in France. You've ta- I think you told a story, or wherever you were, in Germany or France or wherever, or London. And you were trying – Goldfarb wanted to go somewhere. Oh, yeah, we were in Germany, and Goldfarb was like, let's just go to France. Yeah, it's like that's know. a real thing that could happen. Yeah, like, whereas here, it's, like, so much production to go anywhere that, yeah, like, I – it's the same way when I explain to somebody – when I am overseas or talk to somebody who's from overseas and I'm trying to explain something about I went to Mizzou and then I have to and then I start having to you know break it out like okay well you do you know Missouri the, the states do you know this you know you know I go like that to get bigger and bigger and bigger to try to show you what I'm talking about right and that's just this thing when it's like we're saying how small some countries are compared to what the United States is yeah it doesn't make them better or worse it's just like that's just the nature of growing up American yeah and and I feel like some people kind of turn on us as not being cultured, and that's fine if that's the way people feel. And I, I agree. I think as a people, we're not cultured. Yeah. But I think there's a flip side to the coin is that we are global culture. And I think that that's something that a lot of people don't want to admit to. You know what I mean? Is that I like I, one thing I couldn't believe in in Iceland, and I and, and Reykjavik's not like a it's a, it's a, there's tourists there, but it's not it's it, it is what it is. That place is fucking American. You know is what I mean? It? 
Like, it's not. It's not at a, least westernized. Like, dude. Like, I went to the nicest restaurant in Iceland. I don't remember the name of it. We went there. It was fucking super expensive. It was awesome. It was all like Americana. They like beautiful these great chicken wings and these kebabs and and steaks and all. It was awesome. And then you go to there's burger places everywhere, and you know it, it's not to say like what I'm saying is that we've given so much to the world, and I think people kind of take that for granted too. A lot of the music a lot of people listen to overseas or movies or TV shows they listen to are American. It's just you know, Kanye. They it, only it, listen. It's to just Kanye. Kanye. It's like it's like you know the way a lot of people dress and the way the, the, the actors that people might imitate or the movies that they might be. Well, it's not to say that Europe's not creating great things or Asia's not creating great things mm-hmm. or Northern Africa or Africa. Or whatever. It's that we really are the epicenter of culture in a broader sense. We don't have an old culture. We don't have a, a refined culture. We have a pop culture. We have a pop culture. <laughs> well, it's right really weird. It's we really do, weird yeah. when you see like K-pop music videos and then they're all wearing like, these weird mixes of like things that were in '90s hip hop videos, and you're like, or there's what? a breakdown of an English ver- where they start talking in English. Like, oh, how many all people- that stuff yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but uh, it's it's just so weird that they'll be wearing like basketball jerseys and holding up WWE championships, and you're like, huh? Like, what is happening here? Yeah, turns out that rap was all about 1997. W- right? Well, yeah. No, it's it's usually <laughs> SummerSlam. It's um, not. Well, I mean, with fashion, you know, fashion is one of those interesting things that, like, could be a topic called to its own. Because generally, a lot of the fashion trends start in Europe, and then they trickle out here, and then we kind of bounce back to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. That's my sort of layman's understanding of how that all works. But, yeah, when they have Fashion Week, when they'll have Fashion Week in Milan, um, all of the big designers will get together and talk about what the next year is going to basically be. And that's that's essentially what we see those trickle to New York first, and then... You know, mm-hmm. to New York and L.A. first, and then I don't know how they get disseminated to the rest of the world. Kanye. European and, Kanye. and Asian fashion has always been sort of like they kind of like find Santa. it and put their own twist on it. Um, but – and I agree with Colin. It, it's it's unfortunate that our pop culture is the culture that we sort of export to the rest of the world. It's kind of – it didn't used to be that way. I feel like we used to be a lot more uh, conscious of the world, especially when we were fighting wars like Vietnam or we were in the Cold War. Like I think it's because often we didn't have the internet, and so there wasn't sort of that sort of – uh, that thing that pulled all of our attention away, right? We just had newspapers, and potentially someone was going to drop a nuclear bomb on us at any, any given time. So that was kind of like, hey, pay attention to what's going on in the world because Russia might, by, by way of Cuba, launch some nukes at us. Um, I'm so happy. That's just not how it is now. I mean, it, it's just BuzzFeed list. It still is, but we just you we're know, too busy with BuzzFeed list and yeah, know what's to, going just on. to care about it. Like like I was talking to Colin earlier, is like a lot of people are saying that we're in the middle of a second Cold War with Russia, which. I think is almost a self fulfilling prophecy when you start saying that, then then it becomes true. Stop saying it then. Um, <laughs> you're the problem. But I will say this: I'm disappointed with myself that I problem don't, solver. I, I I'm disappointed with myself that I don't know um, a lot about. Like I think the average American should at least know have a, have sort of a, a cursory knowledge of what's happening in countries where where we're fighting wars, where we're sending American Americans to go and die in. Um, and it's disappointing to myself every time I learn about what's happening in, you know, Afghanistan or what's happening in Iraq or what's happening in Syria or what's happening, you know, uh, between, you know, Palestine and whoever Palestine's pissed off at, which I'm assuming is always Israel. Israel, yeah. Yeah. Um, Tales to oldest time. See, even there, I'm just I'm, I'm hesitant to say Palestine <laughs> and Israel because I don't want to get that wrong because I'm not quite sure exactly what that history is. But it is disappointing that you're, you're, we're sending countless Americans over there to defend something that I'm not even sure why they're going over there or what the kerfuffle is all about. We should know that. Like we're spending trillions of dollars in, in defense money to go all around the world and do these things. And I don't have a fucking clue why. 
we're doing most of that. Except the only thing that that I hear over and over again is because someone has an oil interest there, <laughs> and well, so we're allying there to have sort of strategic stronghold for oil. For that's oil. probably the reason why we're in a lot of places. But yeah, it's, it's like the, the point I'm trying to get to. I think is that. When I go to other countries, I've been really fast. I, I read a, a voracious amount about other places, especially when I'm going there. And I like to learn about them and I like to learn about what they do. And I know that like I'm the doofy American in a lot of these places, especially Japan, where it's like, you know, I don't speak Japanese and I'm sorry. Like, you know, like I try to at least be humble about it. Um, and I couldn't imagine speaking to a tourist in the United States the way I was spoken to in Iceland by that woman. You know what I mean? I can't if, believe she spoke to you. Like... Out of all the situations, out of all the tourists, it was Colin Moriarty yeah, that got picked, this talk. She picked the That's wrong. That's so funny. Italian yeah, and I was very, and I was very, with. and I was super combative with her, and I, I definitely, you know, hurled some insults at her, and I'm not sorry about it. But like the, um, and it definitely amused Cheryl's friends. But the, because they again never saw that, like they don't know me well enough to know that. That's like pretty much everyday calm. Um, but. What like I, I I try to go with an appreciation to other places and learn about them. One of the things I think about is like I hate the fucking TSA, right? Like whenever they go through my shit, I give them like uh, just. A, a, a I know I've food. traveled with you. Yeah, but when I went to Germany, they went through my bags. I didn't say anything. I'm like, I'm in your country now. You know, like yeah. I, you're letting me in, and this is the way it's gonna go, I guess. And and I quote as Colin, what goes through every single time? Have fun violating my civil rights. Have fun. <laughs> What is it you say? You're like, this is not. This was not in the declaration. No, no, no declaration it's an illegal it's search and seizure. It's a Fourth Amendment. It's hilarious. Um, but I, I just, you know, I, I understand that some Americans go around the world or just talk on Twitter or whatever and beat their chest and they're like, we're the best, we're the best. And I do agree with Nick. I do think we are, we are like the best in a lot of ways. But that's just me being like a home fan, like a home team fan. Yeah. And like, the, the, it's just, I wish that people would put the shoe on the other foot and kind of realize like, okay, you feel this way about us, but why do you think that we're like this? And why do you think that like we're maybe you have a kind of a comic book image of us, but maybe we're just like you, you know? But I mean, like and, you're and, just talking about being racist or bigoted in any way. I mean, think, look at how people, how people have talked and thought about French people forever. Oh, they smell and this and we, we, we and berets and shit. Like it's the same thing like, that exists everywhere. Oi. Horrible Australian impression. We had one man. He was a godsend named Steve Irwin, and we based our impression on him. Paul Hogan somehow, too. No, I, I mean, it's just, it's everywhere. Right. It's every country. It's every culture. You're right. It's just unfortunate because I, like, I see American culture so much in other people, you know, when they're on their, like, I've, t- I've said it before on Twitter, is that people on their iPhones, on Twitter, or Facebook, you know, listening to Kanye, and watching the Kardashians on TV, and I'm like, dude, that's all American. Now you can hate you can hate us all you want, as you're on your MacBook, you know, on your Chrome browser, googling something. But like, think about the irony of that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, we give a lot to the world, we and that's do. the one thing that like I want people to just. We're all. It doesn't make us better. It just means that like when I when I have encounters like this, I'm just confused by them because. Don't like yeah we've done bad things but we've done great things and I wish that we could just kind of focus more on the great things. There's so much divisiveness, and it was startling for me to experience it firsthand. I was like I I almost thought that like people really didn't feel that way about us, you know. But then I experienced it. I think people uh, you know and I'm not saying everyone feels that way. Again, most no. people in Iceland were very nice. Yeah, and I think, nice. I mean I've encountered a ton of people that love America, want to visit America, like like what we stand for, like the culture, and like what we export. Um, but I do think that I mean my overall feeling is that I think more people would be able to tell you more facts about the Kardashians than the war in Iraq. That would be my, my yeah. That's my general feeling. That's is a, like if I asked if I asked ten Americans, give me ten facts about Iraq. 
they would probably not. They would probably be able to name all the Kardashian sisters, what the shows are that they're in, who they were married to, and what their kids are named before they could tell me 10 facts about Iraq. That's an endemic Western problem, though, I think. Because I think that if you went... England was involved in the Iraq war for a long time, mm-hmm. and they would have the same problem. I don't I don't believe for a second that the English are more politically active than we are. We're all fucking, you know, apathetic at this point. Yeah. And it's sad. It's sad. But the one thing that we can... You know, I want people to come to the United States. I want them to enjoy it here. I want them to have good experiences. It, it horrors... You know, what Greg said is true, and what you guys were insinuating was true. I am sure that there are foreigners that came to the United States that will never come back here because of an experience they had here. Because there are assholes all over the fucking place. When you have 320 million people, millions of them are going to be assholes. Millions of them. So, like, it's just... Imagine being anywhere from the Middle East. Anywhere from the Middle East. Looking any sort of Middle Eastern and coming here, like, with the eight-month span of after 9-11. Just think about that. Think about what you may have encountered coming into JFK. You know? I like how you limited it to eight months. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, no one... Well, they didn't... They limited travel for what? Like, I think that... I would say just any time in the last 14 years. That's yeah. probably true. That's probably true. I mean, ima- I mean like, this imagine is... Imagine coming is, in and out of security. This now, if, even if you're a citizen of the United States and you're Middle Eastern, like, they, it's... it's We have a lot of... Stereotypes suck. And this is the, I mean, yeah. that's the long short of it. And, like, having to pay for fat past mistakes sucks. And, like, the fact that, I mean, what... You think of a German, right? Like, there's still World War II. Well, I was trying to think of this for this reference. Remember during Fifty Shades of Grey, there were two trailers that were back-to-back where I was like, man, if you're a German in here, you just got punched twice. Oh, yeah. Because they were both like, man, Germany sucks. And it's like, fuck, you know what I mean? Just because they're still harping on everything that happened over there generations ago. And that's just how this goes and how stereotypes are. That's a great example. Like, German guilt is a real thing. It's a real... There's a a German word for it. I don't know what it is. But, like... That's a real thing, but like we often have to let go of the sins of the past and yeah. the sins of the father. And that's kind of the same way for us in terms of history. Mm-hmm. Now, we can talk about the positive we did, things we did with history. We revived Repu- like small Republican democracy that spread all over the fucking world. We did that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and so there are things in our history also that we can be proud of. But but the thing that I walked away from this being is that like I have to be more worldly. I have to I have to judge people. In, as individuals, which I judge this woman by, and not by the Icelandic people, for instance, which were really extraordinarily nice to us, except for that one instance, mm. and kind of have some sort of like we're 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 like we're all the same. Like I want people to come here and enjoy the fruits of America, and I want to go over there and enjoy the fruits of England or enjoy the fruits of France or whatever, or China or Japan. There's way too much divisiveness, and anti-Americanism is real. But maybe to Greg's point, it's not any faker or more real than anti-French sentiment, you know, or um, anti-Korean sentiment or whatever you, you might have. So, I mean, yeah. that's a good point. And you could just because I we I are. Think, I feel like it is, though. I feel like I feel like we get. Oh, man. We do so much more in the world than the French do. And so we there's so much more left open for people to criticize us based on like how many places is the United States military right now? As opposed to the French military, as opposed to the Italian military, or even England, like we're everywhere, man. We we've got we've we've got bases everywhere, and they, we won't shut any of them down for strategic. Advantage this whole reasons. we thing is so weird to me. You have to say it though, because we pay for this. Yeah, like, like, and I'll tell you, like, what what was that that statistic? You said fifty like percent of the budget goes toward the military. Think about that. How much? How much is the national budget? Three point two trillion or something like that. That's a lot of cash that we're putting out there to to keep are like 18 year olds in foreign countries with guns asking them to fight people that they don't that's really the general understand. budget not the that's the military budget well, the military budget would be half of that then or 50% um, the defense budget right? yeah I, I don't know I, I I just wanted to bring this topic up I thought it was an interesting topic we have a lot of European listeners and just over you know Australian listeners and Asian listeners and people from all over the world Israel 
And I'm curious in the comments too how they feel and like what their encounters were. I wanted to kind of solicit that as well because we maybe they've had the bad experiences we were alluding to where maybe they come to the states and are treated. But I couldn't. The one thing I told my group when I was there, and we all agreed, was that I couldn't imagine talking to anyone like that. Not only a traveler or a foreigner or whatever in the United States, someone who's just here, you know, anyone. And I think that that tells that that's the difference between now. If you come at me, my friends, I'll fucking knock you out. You, you know what I mean? Talk like shit, that's, get shot. that's that's like a different you know that's a different kind of situation. You talk shit to Greg or anyone like that. I'm, right. But I'm not going to instigate things but, with you. But do you feel like it was? Do you feel like it was bigger than this, or do you feel like it was on the level of my team's playing your team, and we're just going to start throwing random facts at each other to piss each other off? No, I think that it was it was pr- in the moment pretty real and in hindsight pretty real. Really? And I don't think I I don't know if I did it justice about how fucked up it was. You know, yeah, like uh, it, it, I've also thought about it so much that you like lose sight of like what specifically happened. And mm-hmm. I was so amped up. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, <laughs> it's that, like a like, perfect situation where you're yeah, like, I know. Like you waited your you. whole life for that moment to fight for yeah, America. <laughs> I'll never in be able a, to fight on the battlefield in some fucking bar in Iceland. That's awesome. But nonetheless, I wanted to you know I wanted to just bring that up there. Like people, as far as I'm concerned, people are welcome to this culture. People are welcome. American culture is a melt is truly a melting pot. We don't have a deep thousand-year history like the Icelandic people do, for instance. But we have a, a history of melding different races and different cultures and different ethnicities and religions together. And it made something uniquely American. No one can deny the success of this country, you know? And no one can deny the success of this country's pop culture, mm. which is everywhere. Maybe for maybe for the worst. But we all enjoy it and enjoy the fruits of, of, of America anywhere yeah. in the world. Yeah. And so... I wanted to throw that out there, solicit other people's opinions on what, on their experiences, what their opinions are on this. You can let us know in the comments or you can tweet at me, of course. I'm always happy to talk about it. But but I do want to say, again, as I prefaced it, my experiences otherwise overseas in the countries I've been in have been nothing but positive. People have been really nice to me. And I know I'm the doofy American in Germany walking around be, saying, the first thing I say is, I don't speak German. And they're probably like, hello, you know, I speak English because I live in a fucking on a continent where we know three or four languages, you know. Yeah. Well, f- as a general note, the first thing you should always learn when you go to another country is how to say please and thank you. Oh, I mean, I know how to say those <laughs> things. But when you're having like a conversation at a restaurant or sure, something like that, I'm sure, like, I don't sure, know. I'm sure, not going to sure, pretend. Yeah. I'm not going to. Like, we were, I was reading, we were reading Icelandic terms and one of the guys there was trying to learn things. And I'm like, I'm not even going to bother because like I'm going to butcher and insult these people. Yeah. I'm going to say something totally wrong and to get us killed or something like that. So, did I went to Thailand and it took me like four days to figure out how to say thank you, which was, it's different depending on the, the, uh, if, whether it's masculine or feminine, like you're talking to, oh, yeah, gender. Um, I, I can't remember how to do it, but it's it's like that. And same with Japan. Japan is like you can't not be a caricature of an American in Japan because it's such a culture shock. We are like, what the fuck is happening all the time? And people are looking at you because you're the one white dude in the sea of Japanese guys, and you're just like, hey, what a fucking idiot this guy is. Look at him. Look at him. He's smoking. There, he can't smoke there. You feel <laughs> you feel like a fish out of water, but in a good way. And I think all of us, the more you travel, like Tim, you should get out there and travel. It's important to feel all that. All this stuff it's important. makes me sound like I'm just going to stay here and not insult people. No, I mean, I think Sounds I feel like, like it's important to, me. to go to other countries and be in those and have those experiences where you're like, wow, I'm an American in a foreign country. It's it's a very, it's a good experience to have. My topic comes from patreon.com slash kind of funny. It's from Corey Simpson. Corey Simpson writes in and says he's glad he can help out. I was wondering if I can email you a short video along with my topic. The video... Oh, yeah is of an EVP, electronic voice phenomenon, I got while driving home by myself one night that is extremely clear. If you let me, I'll explain in the email. I'd love to see what you think of it. Maybe provide your best idea of an explanation. So he's talking about ghosts coming through his radio. Okay. So this is his video here. It's, it's, it's titled <laughs> Real Ghost EVP 
caught while driving. So let me pause that, drive that back, do this, click that. No, well, that's not what I want. There you go. Turn it up here. This is an ad. That's Dave Fenoy, but that's an ad. <laughs> Dave Fenoy still doing a lot of work. Good job, Dave. Good job, Dave. Now here's here's the EVP. He's singing. You guys support from the diaphragm, bro. Who are you doing tomorrow? Right over the part where the Hold on. Okay. So I'll pass it around for everybody else to hear it. It's I, basically like. And uh, how how funny would it be if this motherfucker just sent us a video? Hey, I think there's a ghost, and it's just, hey, I'm a ghost. <laughs> His email goes like this. First things first. I know I'm not gonna win a Grammy, so I get I get it that I suck. But this is how it happened. I was driving home from work alone around 8.30 p.m. on an empty back road in eastern North Carolina. No houses or anything around. No radio or anything. I play guitar and wanted to learn to sing and play at the same time. So, to see what I sound like singing, I had my earbuds in Listening Tomorrow by Silverchair on my iPod. I was recording on my phone to hear myself. When I listened back, I almost crapped myself. I have a brother named Jonathan, so that makes it scarier. He's a fine man, but something I'll never forget. So I guess he's thinking this ghost says Jonathan. So let's play it again. That was freaky. I heard Jonathan at that point. But I mean, here's the deal. What are we supposed to glean from this? Is it that he it's wants real? To say, he wants our no? He wants our opinion on electronic the EVP. I've never heard of this term. Really? No. Oh, see, now growing up after Ghostbusters, I, there was a there was a stage in my life as a little kid where I was going to be a paranormal investigator. So I bought all the Hans books. I forget his names. I don't want to say his last name. Hans Zimmer. It wasn't him. No, no, it wasn't Hans Gruber. It wasn't Hans Solo. It was with a Z. Anyways, he had all these books about real ghosts and how it was and like his investigations and poltergeists and all that stuff. EVP, yes, yeah, when you let a, you let something just go in an empty room or whatever and listen, then you listen back and try to pick up voice phenomena. Sightings covered this very well, of course. Everybody remembers sightings. Mm. The ghost alien show on Fox. It was amazing. It scared the hell out of me. I don't believe in ghosts. So yeah. I don't I don't think that that that's uh this goes back to our whole religion and God thing, man. Sure. It's all interconnected and I, you can't I don't believe in a spirit or a soul. So you don't believe in your own soul? No. Okay. I believe that I have a personality and a brain and stuff like that, but I don't. You think do. That I, I don't think that I have like a, <laughs> beautiful. They're beautiful. <laughs> Nick I, confirms personality. I don't think I have brain. like a transcendent, uh, you know, some sort of spiritual thing in me. I don't think that. that yeah. So sure. Kara was like super into all this like ghost hunting stuff, and like she watched all the shows and like was super into. it. I think when she was on the show, her topic was ghosts. Uh-huh. We talked about that, and like she would make me watch so much of this. And it's just like, it would be all this, where it's just like, they would like, did you hear that? Yeah. And then like, they rewind and they play stuff back. And it's like, if you noticed, it sounds like they said this. Yeah. This was the name of this person who died in this building. And it's just like, this is so contrived. This is keeping up with the Kardashians. How do you believe this? Like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. You're just entertained by it. Like, oh, wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah. It's so creepy. It's just like, I don't get it. Because like this, to me, I hear that. And it's like, all right, even if it does sound like Jonathan, to me, all that is, is all right, there's radio interference or something. Like, yeah. What I want to know is when you're on the phone and all of a sudden, you, like, you start only hearing yourself and then you hear, like, random other conversations. That's what's weird. That about? Yeah, that's weird. But then again, what's that about? That's just, okay, there's Signals different lines. Science. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. Science. I mean, it's the same when we had we had a topic a while back, like, what would it take for you to believe in God? 
or or in Jesus. And someone, you know, I think the person that asked the question was like, "Would that person need to show up in front of you?" Even if it, it's almost a moot point at this at this like at, the, at this juncture, Bigfoot, all these things, because I'm never gonna believe it. Because yeah. I know how I. I mean, look at freaking any movie that comes out right now. It's photo. I saw a Fiat commercial yesterday. I was like, "Wait, those aren't real cars." Like, I, it's so easy to make this stuff to replicate this shit. A kid with Adobe, the full Adobe suite, uh, uh, Cinema 4D, and uh, Google. Can figure out yeah. how to do this shit. It's a in call like and seeing the droid actually on stage to believe it was that real. it was real, right? Like so, so yeah, I didn't so, believe that that was real until I saw it. I mean, I'm sure most of the. By the way, I'm sure a lot of the movie, like he's probably fake because they're probably like, oh, man, I can't get the fucking gyros to go. Just just comp him in. At a, at a certain point, you got to kind of call call a spade a spade. But yeah, I mean, with that stuff, like uh, my gut is just like, why? I mean, I would have just added that in to screw with us. That's what my. That's what my. That's well, let's say it's a is. pretty pretty empty excuse of why you're filming yourself and all this stuff and like get, spoiler you're not a good singer why would you pot, play guitar and sing I like how now we're straight up calling this fool out uh, he knows he's not a Grammy winner I'm just saying but yeah. it's, just, it's a weird yeah, he thing definitely, he definitely doesn't have the the, uh, the range or the tone <laughs> but, but uh, neither do I neither do I, yeah. I mean I, I play drums and bass I don't I don't pretend not to sing the um the, I agree with Nick in the sense that like this stuff was much more alluring Back in the day, in the pre-even computer era, everyone has a fucking phone. Yeah, now. like Why I don't, have we not seen so, Bigfoot? So I am one hundred percent certain that that's nothing. And, um, and I'm not saying he doctored it. I believe that he believes it's something. Yeah. But I think that to, to Nick's point, like you can't really believe much of anything anymore. And this goes back to that conversation you brought up about God and all that kind of stuff. If there if there were ghosts and stuff like that, we would have conclusive evidence by now that there were ghosts. Just like we'd have conclusive mm-hmm. evidence that there's fucking Bigfoot, but there's not Bigfoot and there aren't ghosts. Yeah, See, I mean, like I'm crazy sorry. about this though. It's like people have these experiences and they like they swear by it, and it's just like they're like this happened. I don't know what to tell you, and it's like this this happened. I can feel this. I know this. And it's like it's so hard to argue it because you're just like you're wrong, and it's like no, you're not. Yeah, that's and that's it. That's where not, that ends. It's not even worth arguing about anymore because imagine if there were daily aliens visiting the earth right and people were capturing that and putting them up on youtube we would all think it's fake we'd be like that nah, it's, it's so easy oh i can i know how to do it with after effects and, and like the glow plug-in boom light across the sky yeah easy it's done right like it must be easier now more than ever to cover up anything from by the united states government because all i can do is say fraud and no one can prove it That's and fake. by by the way but by, by the time we're that we're done disproving that or anything like that it could be months we're on to the next 50 things that we're talking right. about you know we have the attention span of children that just raided a fucking candy store these days like they're just snorting twix bars and they're just going at it, right? You know what I mean? The, but that's who we are. Like the caramel, that just doesn't sound good. And maybe they're mashing them up, bro. Well, even know. if you mash it, like, you just snort a pixie stick. Maybe yeah, they're snorting know, a pixie man. stick. But but you you guys understand. Like, it's so hard to keep up with shit that is real. And then, like, you know, you you, you, you you start trying to dig into real news, and you're like, I don't even know what the credible news sources are anymore, let alone, like, if people are editorializing. It's just the... Yeah, news know. and entertainment have crossed over. They're just like, you know. They've like, look used. at Fox News. It's just... It's crazy. You they're watch all that. like that. Yeah, it's like, they are. They are literally like my, my wife watches the BBC and CNN, and I'm like, oh, man, they're just sensationalizing everything nowadays. It's crazy. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I mean, I hear. I heard something as to what it was. Maybe maybe he should ask himself a couple questions. One was the radio on. Two was there someone in his back seat just saying the word Jonathan, Jonathan. over and over again. Jonathan. 
I think How'd that you, get back there? you know, like I think that there's just there's usually logical explanations. It reminds me of like the whole moon landing hoax thing, which we bothers me so much because it's so obvious we landed on the moon. But there's some people that that and there's like just physical evidence of it now. You can just look in your fucking telescope. But um, you know, people are like, well, the flag doesn't move and all this kind of stuff. I was like, there's like, explanations for all this. You know, NASA's not you know they're not stupid people. Um, but like there's su- there are things that feel supernatural that aren't. Like I I suffer from sleep paralysis. Um, and it's horrifying and you feel like, like I, when I sleep on my stomach, sometimes I can't move and I'm awake, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I have to like force myself out of it and it takes time. Mm. And one of the things about sleep paralysis is that you feel like there's someone in the room with you because you're horrified. People always talk about like, yeah, yeah, it feels like somebody's on top of you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you feel like someone's watching you or there or like, and something like that. And you just have to overcome. It's like, it's not supernatural. Like there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like physiological. Yeah. It's something's just like, wrong something's just wrong. No, but that's, something wrong with me. that's what it is. And they, and they, and you know, uh, people talk about it when you're in these stressful situations, like if you're out in the middle of nowhere and you're stressed out, your brain can produce chemicals that'll make you see shit. I mean, you can hallucinate. That's why they call it, that's why that term exists. Hallucinations. Like you can see shit that's not there because you're terrified and your brain's producing insane amounts of chemicals, right? Yeah. So you really again, I'm not I'm not I, I do believe in in the other. I do believe that there are things out there that just we'll never be able to explain. But the sad thing is I don't think we'll, have, we'll never be able to explain them because we won't have the scientific means by which to do so. I think we'll never be able to explain it because we're dumb shits with no attention span that even if it were real, we'd be like, ah whatever, fake Kardashian. Fake, oh, Kardashian. You know that's that's just how the brain works these they're days. They're real. They're 100% real. Mm-hmm. Kardashians and Germans taking it on the chin this episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about ghosts. Never figured it out. No. I remember in uh, Lincoln Park's reanimation CD, there's a the a place for my head remix. At the very end of the song, there's a part where I swear to God, it's me <laughs> saying my best friend Curran's name. Curran. And like to this day, I'm convinced that it's me. You think you time traveled back there? Something happened. Wow, I can't wait. That, that, was, that was the ghostliest thing I've ever experienced. That I'm like, I can't explain that. Sure, that's me saying his name. That's a good one. That's scary. yeah. That's, that's the, your ghost. There I'm going. Mm-hmm. Oh. But I know I didn't do it. Yeah. So ghosts aren't fucking real. Okay, Colin. It's Nick's topic. Yes. Do you need to run you need and go, to go watch the Islanders? No, I, I, I think feel like Puck, you can I think Puck drops at 4.30, so. Okay. Oh, okay. I will not feel I'm bad good. if you need to No, no, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Okay. CourtneyNHL.com, it's at, at the 4.30 Puck drop. Okay. I yeah, appreciate I'm, Puck drop. So, so then the, before starting Nick's thing, then yeah, I don't, I mean, for ghosts, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a motherfucking I, ghost. I believe in God. I believe in supernatural stuff. And, but yeah, why, are, why, why don't we have videos of ghosts yet? Come yeah. on. Get it together. Amityville Horror. We do. Straight out of Long Island. It's called the remake of Poltergeist. I'm not seeing it. Okay. Well, cast. Unlike at Andrew Palum, who asks on Twitter, uh, if you had to rename yourself, what would you pick? What name would you pick? <laughs> Just rename yourself. Literally rename yourself. My what God. Would you pick? Remember, if you guys have uh, topics for the show, tweet at Nick underscore Scarpino with topic in the in the tweet, and let me know what you want on the show, Last like Andrew too. did. Anything. Hmm. I mean, I my brain immediately goes to the one name or the symbol. You know. Like, like Prince? Yeah. Like the artist formerly known as Prince, where people ask you your name, you just give them a card. Yeah. They're like, how the fuck am I supposed to call you? Like, when your table's ready? Mm-hmm. You're like, figure it out. <laughs> Hashtag figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean? When I was young, I was really stupid, as young, stupid kids usually are. And uh, I went by Timmy instead of Tim. Timmy And I was, like, every once in a while, Kevin will call me Timmy. It's really funny. Timmy. I don't, know, I don't know what spurs it, but you just do it. He does just be a dickhole. But uh, every once in a while, I'll get the Timmy. But when I was young, someone, you know, when you're little kids, you like do all these things where like you go by like your nicknames and stuff. Sure. And it's like you take, if you say your name backwards or whatever and all this shit. I remember one of those things was the first and last letter of your name. 
And so for me, it was T and Y. So Ty. For, so for a long time, I was like, if I, would you, I wish my name was Ty because I thought Ty was a really cool name. Mm-hmm. And then I met Ty Root. And I'm like, that's weird. I actually met a Ty. Mm-hmm. Never thought that was yeah, a real more thing. more than one. Yeah. So there shouldn't be, though. <laughs> There's more than one. So Ty was my like third grade answer. But now, I don't know. I kind of like – I never really liked Tim Gettys. Like I, I was like, I wish my name was more of a thing than it is. But then over the last couple of years, I'm like, it's kind of a thing. Like yeah. Tim Gettys oh, is a yeah. solid. It's a fun we all got name. good names. Yeah, we all have really good names. I like, don't see. I don't like my last name. Nick, you don't like your last name? Yeah, it's too Italian. Scrappy do come on. Dude, it's good. Scarpino is such a sick name. Like I feel like that last name makes you as cool as you are. It's just so damn Italian. It just don't 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 be don't turn don't turn on your people. No, I'm not turning on my people. There are plenty of fine Italian last names. Scarpino just seems almost comical. As a last name, especially when you know what it means. What's it mean? I've, t- I've talked about this before, but it means a little shoe. Oh, yes. little shoe. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, which when you see – a lot of people tweet at me this picture of Scarpinos, which I think is like in Montreal. It's like a shoe shop. I like, how'd you get up here? I was like, no, you know, money. Um, I always wanted um, – like, you think when you're – like, you see this a lot with, like, celebrities, right? Now that we're internet superstars, we should consider this as well. A lot of people pick the names that – are striking with like few with the fewest amount of syllables. Yeah. Right. So like a lot of people like the idea of the two first names. So like Nick Daniel or Nick Marcus or Nick something something along those lines where it's just Nick Marcus. See, Seducer, doesn't that work? Producer. Hi, Nick. Nick Marcus. And I talked we talked about that a lot too because that's one of my wife's last names. Um, she has a hyphenated last name, and so when we were like, <laughs> okay, just. <laughs> she had a hyphenated last name from her parents? From her parents. So she could have oh. had the triple hyphen. She could have had the triple hyphen. Oh. Um, but <laughs> when, I, awesome. when we talked about it, she was like, because uh, she, she didn't change her last name. Because she was like, look, dude, do you, is it really that important to you that I take Scarpino's last name? And I'm like, I made a, I made a actual deal with her. I was like, look, until I do something in this world that makes you think I want that guy's last name you don't have to file the paperwork because it's a pain in the ass. Like you got to redo everything. Yeah. And it's like, well, I think you can do one form now, but if you don't do it at the time of getting married, I think it's a bigger pain in the ass. So I was like, maybe I'll take your like last name. We'll just, we'll just condense it all down. I'm like, Nick Marcus. Hi, I'm Nick. Nick Marcus. Yeah. How dope is that? I mean, it's dope. So is Nick Scarpino. Yeah, Scarpino's a yeah, good one. It's got character. It's got character. character. You don't want the character. It's less, it's less wise. Watch. I don't but remember it's... exactly how the whole story went, and it gets really complicated. But in my family, there's my Irish side and my Italian side. And my last names somehow could have been either Maltoni or McTiernan. Maltoni. So it would be Tim Maltoni or Tim McTiernan. McTiernan's a badass McTiernan's last a good name. Both of them. I'm like, fuck, that's awesome as shit. Like, that makes me sound like a comic book character. John McTiernan's like son. I mean, I would love Tim McTiernan. I would rock. You sound like an Irish like McTiernan is like an, you're like a gangs in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Like he's just making knives out of random shit. You're like Tim, just buy a knife. He's like, nah, this is what happens. Is that a pirate? <laughs> yeah, that, that was <laughs> an Irish. I don't know what that was. Sorry, I'm interested in what, what Greg thinks of his name because you have a, you have a Gregory Miller. There's got to be a million of them, but you are the Greg Miller, right? So does that like I don't think there's a Greg Miller that's bigger than you. Greg Miller. That's definitely Greg Miller. that are bigger than you physically because you're not sure. fat anymore. Um, but you are like like for there's got to be a lot of them. But you're the Greg Miller. Yeah. Does that mean something to you? Yeah, I like my name. I've never thought about not having it, and it's a cool. Uh, my dad's a Greg Miller. His dad was a Greg Miller. Oh, you're wait wait. Well, I didn't know that. Different middle names. <laughs> different oh, middle names. Uh, that's uh, how you get away from was, the junior. I was, yeah, senior, I was like, what the, the fuck are you talking about? Stuff. I didn't know no, you were no. like the fourth or something like that. Nah, yeah. I thought I was gonna learn something new about you, but I didn't. You did. I learned something new about your dad. And my grandfather. And your grandfather. And we all have different middle names. That's how you get around. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
So your dad's Greg. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you heard him on the phone during the games. Oh, yes. man. He has, oh. he has such a Midwestern accent. Good old Greg Miller. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of problems, right? There's a lot of things wrong with me. A lot. I, I, can't even begin to, I can't even begin to name them. My name, not one of those things that's wrong with me. I love my name. Yeah, your name's awesome. And, and that's like one of the things where I'm like, I'm fine. And my brother too, Dagan. Like, we have great names. Dagan. Your, your brother's name, by the way, is it like is a Star Wars name. Like, it is that name where you're like, fuck, man, that's a cool name that you don't hear all the time. That he, It sounds like he should be, like, the interim pilot of the Millennium Falcon. Like, when Han's not there, it's like, give it to Dagan. Dagan Solo will take it, you know? <laughs> it's like Han's older brother that's, like, not quite as, you know, callous as Han is. Yeah. So he's like, dude, give me the Millennium. Like, that thing needs new fucking rims. Like, let's go. Like, the tires on that thing are bad. Get them fixed. Give them to Dagan. Yeah, I feel. I just feel like with you know, for all of my psychoses and all the fucking just random ass things that are wrong with me, like I'm, I'm happy with my name. I wouldn't want another name. I think any name would be a step down for me. Like I, I just think that it's good. And my last name is, is. I love my last name, and I, I love my last name because it's just become relevant again culturally. You yeah, know? Moriarty. I used to get like very obscure references. Moriarty obviously was written in books in the eighteen in the late eighteen hundreds, and be, you know, was Sherlock Holmes' yeah. nemesis, but. Um, and I used to get like one offs about that, but, but when Sherlock Holmes came back finally, not the show especially, but also like the movies and stuff like that, like I started getting it much more. And people think that like, a lot of people think that it's not my real name. Like there are a lot like of people. It's a stage there name. are people out there that think that like Colin Moriarty is like a is like a stage name or like my my pen name. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's my name. And I have no middle name. That's a tradition in my family. The males don't have middle names. That's crazy for a time. Um. So yeah, Dagan's just Dagan Moriarty. I'm just Colin Moriarty. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty dope. That's um, good. Middle I feel like I met a lot like... of people with really cool names. I feel like I like girl names a lot. I don't think there's any guy name. Like, because I, I often think about, like, if I have kids, what would I want to name them? Yeah. I don't think I have any names for a dude that I'm like, I like that a lot. It's just like, there's girls' names that are just like pretty sounding and shit. Yeah. Mm, pretty sounding. No, I have really good. If I had to change my, if I had to like change my name, change my name, like, like seriously, I've, or name a child. I've I always liked Vincent because my uncle, I have an uncle and my grandfather's name was Vincent. So Vincent Scarpino, Vince, Vin. Vinny, Come on, you can't get away from that. That's like good. Ben. My dad's name is Lewis, so Lou. We call him Big Lou, even though he's like five foot six. <laughs> Everyone, what I realize is that this is funny. I was talking about this with my friends when I was home on Long Island just a couple weeks ago. Is that we just call all of our each other's parents Big, whoever. Like how's big? Like my, my dad's name is Gerard. Like how's Big Jared doing? And I'm like, good. How's Big Flo? Which is like his mom. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, but sometimes it gets a little insulting because we used to call one of our friends. Uh, parents big something because she was actually big <laughs> not to her face of course i think i feel like yeah i mean i feel like it would be insulting if you were to call her little as well yeah you know? little shoe um, yeah little shoe there you go i don't know so off the top of your head what would you name yourself you i don't want to well, i mean if i had to I robert would, uh, don't want to throw robert in there robert I bob would, bobby i would rename that's you. what you would name yourself <laughs> what i don't bobby? i don't I, No, i'm saying robert robert has a different variation bobby miller bobby miller well, i thought i didn't change everything robert i can see you as a bobby though yeah yeah. yeah, you kind of you actually. I'm seeing you as Bobby from Bobby's World. Bobby's yeah. World, big old head, generic. Yeah, I, li- I like that show. <laughs> yeah, who didn't? That was a funny show. Howie Mandel got it unlocked. Yeah, I, it, the one thing the one thing that I I think is interesting too is that um, there are you know we were talking about how many Greg Millers there must be. What I was surprised about with the internet, the advent of the internet, was how many Colin Moriarty's are. Mm. Like I was like, I can't believe that there, there's got to be like twenty of them. And I'm like, this is incredible. I remember when I was at Game Facts before like facebook or anything was ever a thing someone emailed me and was like i'm named colin moriarty and i'm older than you so i was Colin Moriarty first <laughs> i'll never forget Damn. that I, i'll never forget that email Should we and then i'm like, like and I, i'm better yeah and i want to be like um 
I was born after you, you and uh, I'm the verified Colin Moriarty on Twitter. Okay, see you later. Bye. Damn. Damn. Um, but no, it's so funny. Like, there's a guy that's like a really good guitar player out there named Colin Moriarty mm-hmm. and like some other people. Um, Are you the Colin Moriarty? What do you mean? Like you said, I'm the Greg Miller. I I assume so. Yeah. But I don't want to make that assumption. There's actually a hockey player named Colin Moriarty that's like in high school or mm-hmm. college. I, 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 Google my, I, I Google my name pretty often just mm-hmm. to see like what kind of shit people are talking about me. And uh, I run into like some of the similar, so the guitarist and then like the hockey player and a few other people, but... Yeah, there's Greg Miller photography, and there's Greg Miller lockpicking for beginners, <laughs> and then there's a Greg Miller Elvis impersonator. Mm. But I haven't checked on these in a while, so maybe the Elvis impersonator hung it up, but it's possible. Yeah, there's another Tim Gettys out there, and uh, he he made a lot of dumb videos, and like there was when he was younger and stuff, and like he's embarrassed by him, kind of, and you know just hopes that people don't ever look at him and shit. Sounds yeah. like you. Sounds like you. Oh, it's, no, no, it's another Tim Gettys. Sure, definitely. Yeah. Is there, is, does he have a friend named Alfredo in a lot of these videos? He does, yeah. yeah it's a different what about Alfredo Kevin? Is there a Kevin in these videos? Kevin uh, never has made an appearance in a video that went live. Okay. He's made appearances in some other ones, and one day we'll see those. All right. I, I'm going to rename you guys that. Thank you. You're going to be Kal-El. You're going to be Galvatron. You're going to be Sweet Jesus. You're going to be the Corpse Bride. <laughs> sweet Jesus is my favorite one. Sweet yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Just like, what's sweet, Jesus. sweet Jesus. Sweet, sweet Jesus Gettys. Jesus. <laughs> That's a dope name. That's a good sweet name. Jesus Everybody take that name. if you're about right, to have a kid. Jor-El. You can be Jor-El. No, I, just, I thought you were giving us real names. I don't think you are just giving us fun names. Well, I, mean, I had a friend that named his kid Cal. I think it was from, from Cal. Uh, because it was probably after Junior. Uh, Nicholas Cage named his kid Cal. After Superman. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he's a big Superman fan, which makes it even more sad. The whole death of Superman lives, but that's the story for another day. Because I'm gonna see that movie when it comes out. He would have been terrible. Shut up! You don't know. That's mean. You don't know. He, he he's won an Academy Award. I assume hasn't he? Yes, he did. <laughs> he won for leaving Las Vegas, but then afterward he decided to just do crazy stuff. Yeah, he's crazy. Superman's a crazy story. Yeah. How crazy is it that one day Irish. we're gonna? Well, I don't know if we'll ever meet him. Maybe so we will. But there's gonna be just a bunch of Khaleesi's running around. Yeah, that's weird. Kind of whack. Oh, because Especially people are naming because their kids Khaleesi. Th- this is the problem with this, by the way. When I, I was thinking about this with like naming your kid after, you have no idea where that character goes or what happens to her or the things she does. So you better be very careful if you're naming your character Khaleesi. There are two books left, and she could be like a fucking mass murderer or die a horrific death or something like that. And your ca- kid is now named after this person. Think about it. Yeah, think about it. if you named you were like, oh my god, I love that Cal Drogo guy. Name my kid Cal Cal Drogo. <laughs> I remember Cal Drogo went out like a bitch. Yeah, Cal Drogo. <laughs> Sorry, this was a while ago, but I thought this was so corny. Like that, I think I was in college when this happened. That there was like a big story about how a, a, a couple named their kid Espen because they loved ESPN. Mm. That's hilarious. I was like, Come on, well, I remember from the first time I heard about all this and it blew my mind was um, when High School Musical came out. Like that, there was like after the first one came out, like right before the second, they released this thing where in the last year it was the most like the top named kids were all named after characters in High School Musical, like all out of the top ten, like five of them were, or like the actors, like this kid or one of the Zach. There, there was a lot of Zachs, and then Corbin Blue was one of them. I I think Corbin was like world record for most Corbins. Corbin, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I was named after a TV show. Nick Eight is enough. One of the kids from Eight is enough. Nick at night. My brother loved that show. My mom was like, what was your name? And he was like, how about Nick? Really? Like, yeah, that's it. That's huh. what happened. There's no Nicks in my family. It's not like a name that I took after. I think we said this before. Kevin got named after uh, Kevin Arnold. Kevin Arnold. What would you do when the corpse is in front of you? Yeah. Oh my God. Would you try so to lay down on top of him? <laughs> uh, mm. 
All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's the Game Over Greggy Show each and every week. Four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Let's bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, you can get the whole show early each and every Friday at patreon.com slash kindoffunny. But if you don't want to give us any money, no big deal. We break it out topic by topic, day by day, and put it up on YouTube the following week until we post the entire thing on Friday as an MP3 and video for your pleasure. Hit up. The kindoffunny.com slash store. Get this producer slash seducer shirt that looks amazing. Well, it looks I, so cool. Until I, want, I got this shirt, I was not able to do this. Whoa. But now I can do it. It's just, just like that. The shirt gave me new abilities. Holy shit. It's amazing. Until amazing. next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.